live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live! What a moment! For the first time in nearly seven years, Deuce and Mo are back together with our guy Chris Verlon in Sacktown Sports Ventures in new territory for the first time in its history live from 6a to 6p local can you believe it and what a time it is the kings are red hot on the season a big game tonight the niners are headed to the nfc championship game and we are back morgan reagan how are you wow Wow. Oh, I'm pumped. Oh, no. I'm juiced. You got me pumped. I'm trying to match your energy, just like the Sacramento Kings need to do with the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. I am digging this vibe. I am so excited to be back here to be with our very own Chris Berlod. Chris Berlod. Oh, my God. Like, I miss that man so much. We got to do a little crossover with Jason Ross right before this. And with all of you who are watching, who are listening, just thank you. Thank you, thank you. And for you out there who don't know who we are, there's going to be like three people that maybe don't know. I'm sure there's plenty out there. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm Deuce Mason. That is Morgan Reagan, born and raised in Sacramento. We did a show here a long, long time ago. We left. We did some other things. We've done TV. Morgan's on NBC Sports California for Kings pre and post. We do the Deuce and Mo podcast, and because of the support from all you people who watched us on YouTube, who are with us in 2020 when we had 10 people watching, and now after games when we got a lot of people watching, if it wasn't for you guys, we would not be here today. And for those who are new, just know this is more than a radio station now. Tell us why. This is bigger than a radio station now. Sure, you can listen on 1140 AM or 96.1-2 FM, but... You can watch us live and engage with us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Shacktown Sports 1140. You better subscribe. And the biggest thing you could do with all the people watching us live right now is hit that thumbs up button. Because all that does is help this channel grow so more and more people all throughout the world check out this show, this station. Yeah, Morgan, I'm standing up because I don't know what to do in this studio. It feels fun. Your stance is quite aggressive. I, um, little, into, there we go. There we go. We, we loosened it up a little. <laughs> I mean, I, I still see people. Uh, look, shout out to Mike and Matt and Justin in the house. We got Chris. I'm telling you, we will be engaging with you. We put a poll question up today on the YouTube page. Do the Kings have a shot tonight against Memphis? We'll get to that later on today. Of course, you can also download the free Sacktown Sports app. In your app store, just Ugh, download that. So, so easy. Yeah, it's bigger than a radio station. YouTube, the app, radio, we're going to be everywhere. And we appreciate you guys being here on this journey with us. Morgan Reagan. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Because this is, it is, it's in all seriousness, it's been a long time since we've done a sh- first time doing a show in this studio together. We're back at the old building. What does this mean to you to be back live daily talking sports in Aww. Sacramento? Oh, well, that's a sweet little question to start off the show with. Um, You know, it's really cool because I I got my start in sports media uh, at the old station when it was obviously Sports 1140. And I was an intern Um, at the time. Like, you didn't have to pay interns, right? So I was working for no money legally. And um, 
I found ways to just really keep grinding in the business, right? Like I just really wanted to make it, didn't know how I was going to do it. Kept trying to show like, look, I can be on air. Please, 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 let's do something. And then I got those opportunities and just being back now at the place that gave me some of those opportunities to start in my hometown market, in sports media, it's full circle. And I'm just like so, so happy to be here today um, talking about so many different sports. It, that's the other thing. Watching football yesterday, it was a little different. I've been watching for fun for the last seven years. And not to say like it wasn't fun, um, but actually taking down some notes and be like, oh, I want to remember that. Or I'm going to actually talk about that with other football minds that are out there and that are going to engage with us. It was just, it was cool and different and it got me pumped. Yeah, it, for me, it's, it's wild because technically this is the start of my third stint here. <laughs> please explain well i first started as an intern should back... i stand up really quick no no just okay do your th- i don't okay. know what i'm doing this i just is... feel like i should be standing <laughs> up do, do i not stand up no no i just feel like i should match your energy go on i just think i'm pumped up so yeah. i'm standing up today for sure i first started at khk when i was 16 years old uh-huh as an illegal intern like hey hush hush don't tell anyone whoa yeah 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 I'm sure I violated many child labor laws, or they did, by screen phone calls. And then I got hired behind the scenes when I was 18 years old, and then uh, got promoted, eventually was full-time here. I left to go to San Francisco, went there, worked at that station for a year, then came back and was here for a little bit, and then we got fired fired together. Together! That was cool. Dude, that was, honestly, kind of fun. Like, in a way. Well, having that together on April Fool's Day, it's like, that's not a joke. But um, but then, again, being able to come back here after, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and here we are again. I, I've told people this before. I feel so fortunate that being born and raised in Sacramento when I was a little kid listening to the station, being obsessed with the Kings, being obsessed with sports conversation, I get to work in my hometown. And I've been able to do this for, like, 18 years. Oh, my God. Oh, you're old 18 now, years. bud. I just, I feel so lucky to do it. This Kings community, the Sacramento community is amazing. And I'm so excited that all of you have been on this journey with us and we're going to continue together. Yeah, the support has just been absolutely amazing. And not only from, obviously, when we got to announce that we were doing this show together, but from everyone that saw us on NBC Sports California the other night in pre-half and post-game show, um, again, the the love has just been almost overwhelming in some ways where I can't even take it. Like my heart cannot even take it anymore. And I'm just so, so thankful that you're all here in this community. So thank you for always supporting us. I feel like Chris really is about to say something. I felt like a barb was coming. No, no barb. As you guys were talking about your history, I just, I think I realized something. I believe this is a station first. What's that? This is a show comprised of former interns for 1140. Yeah. I can't think of any other show that has had that. That's actually, that's a really cool. You're damn right. That's a cool point. Cool point, Chris. I I think we need to make some shirts. Just like KHK interns. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no one is wearing those. In the live chat, Kevy says, is it appropriate to get a hell yeah? Oh, are you kidding me? If you're ready for a little deuce and mo. What? Give me a hell yeah. Yeah, we'll get that drop at some point. And then the chat is literally saying hell yeah. A couple of people are saying the audio is off. We'll figure that out. You got first show. 
for show. I don't know what's happening. It could be your computer, too. Um, but we have a jam-packed show today. We've got Mark Jones joining us, oh. the voice of the Sacramento Kings. He's going to be stopping by. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be catching up with Matt Mayoko, 49ers insider and huge Matthew Delvadova fan. Yes, I'm amazing. But the biggest thing we want you guys to know out there is this show is not just going to be us. Of course, Chris is going to be involved. But we do want you guys involved. We want you guys active in the chat. We want you guys to be a part of the show. We've done it with our night chats, and it's been cool to see the community grow and grow and grow. We want you engaged in the chat. We want you, if you guys want to call, you can call the show, believe it or not. So cool. 916-339-1140, I believe, or 1-800-920-1140 is the other path. Wow. You remember all the numbers? One's in front of me. I've worked here before, too. Genius, I tell you. Genius. But we are excited to be a part of this journey. So the biggest thing you can do, hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. What a weekend it was, by the way, Morgan. Dude, okay. Before we talk about, because I know we're going to be talking about this weekend of football. Yes. For a lot of the show, Kings basketball, everything. But for you, watching sports this weekend, did you have a different mindset knowing that you were going to do your first uh, show back here at Sacktown Sports in like seven years. A different mindset watching? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess because you have to actually talk about the game. Okay. But, I, you know, it's not like we just disappeared and didn't watch sports because we weren't doing a sports show. Like, we still watch football. 100%. Again, I just didn't know if your mindset, like, if it brought you more joy, like, if there was different things that just, like, sparked something else different from you that you um, didn't have in a while. I think for me, just watching playoff football. Like there we go. Just it's just a different level. Like, yesterday you're watching that game, the Bills Bengals game, snow. I went, that's playoff football. Oh, it wasn't really. Santa Clara didn't feel like playoff football because it's just all nice weather. Although there was some wind, there and was, it was some wind, crisp. But the game itself had a playoff intensity. Thank it you. wasn't just like forty-five to forty. No, the, the Niners win in a shootout. They grinded that out. Yeah, and well, and that's the other thing too. I remember you telling. I'm sure so many people know this already, but. Deuce grew up, I, I mean, he inherited being a Dallas Cowboys fan. You because bring that I, up. I, I mean, I do, I do, up. because because you said this, and you said that, you know, you've been, like, on and off really a, a fan of Dallas over yeah. the years. You know, you just root for um, teams around the NFL. But then yesterday, you said it sparked something different with you, seeing those Cowboys jerseys. Like, you got a little aggressive when it was like I, going I, up against the Niners. I don't have the same love for the Dallas Cowboys sure. as I did as a kid. I don't like Jerry Jones. Breaking news. Don't like Jerry Jones. Does anybody? But yeah, out there? seeing the Cowboys Niners, I grew up on that. So that did spark something in me, but I don't have that same like I'm not in pain today. No. I enjoyed what the 49ers did yesterday. I, I more watch football from afar now. Like I just I don't have a team. I, I watch every Niners game. Mm-hmm. I check in on that. Okay. Watch the big games. But here here's the other thing. If the Cowboys had a quarterback that you believed in, I think you would be right back feeling that spark again. This isn't about Dak today. I know. We're not it's making not, this I about know. Dak today. I'm I don't just, want to hear Before we get into other things, that's why I just wanted to get some of this stuff out of the way because it's true. It's true. I feel like you would feel... Ever since I lost my beloved Tony Romo, it's oh. been different for me, for oh. sure. All right, coming up next, we'll get more into the 49ers and what they did against those Dallas Cowboys. Plus, we'll look back at the Kings weekend... 
and look ahead to the biggest game of the Kings season. We're not going anywhere. Live, local, 11 to 2 p.m. It's right here on Sacktown Sports. Steps it back to Dak Prescott. He throws over the middle to Turpin. He gets hammered down by Jimmy Ward. The game is over. What a way to Wow, the Niners for the third time in four years headed to the NFC Championship. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, it's Deuce and Mo, the first day of the new show. That kind of rhymed. It did rhyme. We're going to be live 11 to 2 p.m. every single day. And the show doesn't end when we go to break. We stay live on the YouTube feed throughout. Talk with the chat at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. So the Niners get it done. We'll be talking some Kings, too, because this is the biggest Kings game of the season in my mind. What? Yeah. Wait, so they're coming off of one of their, not worst loss, not their worst loss of the season. One of the most disappointing losses. There we go. To one of the biggest games of the season. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk all about it. We got Mark Jones later today, the voice of the Kings, and Matt Mayoko from NBC Sports California, who covers the Niners. Man, that Niners game. I mean, I, I think when you just take a step back and realize what we're witnessing. I always talk about enjoy the come up. Please enjoy this Brock Purdy story. This is this is not typical. The Niners have won 12 in a row, 12 in a row overall. Uh-huh. They're 8-0 when he starts. And yesterday it's not like he threw 300 yards and five touchdowns, but everyone in that in that huddle, trust him. And he made plays down the stretch of that game. He didn't make mistakes. This guy was the last pick of the draft, Morgan. Make it make sense to me. It doesn't make sense, which makes it so great. Actually, I can kind of make it make sense yeah. to you. Let's say this. A little bit of this, right? And I think most people can agree with this. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback coach. And how many times have we been like, Okay, if Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have Kyle Shanahan in that system, what would he be? Oh, I, I, I think sweat. we're gonna I just listen. If you are calling Brock Purdy oh, a system quarterback. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying Kyle Shanahan can elevate quarterbacks, right? And I think when it comes to Brock Purdy, you're seeing this rookie in this system that is helping him elevate his game. And, and what's great about him is that. And this is not going to be a um, dump all over Jimmy G conversation because there's too much good going on. No, we're not doing that today. But when there's so many times that Jimmy G would throw the ball and it looked like someone was going to die, right? He puts he puts his receivers in bad situations. I just need to make something clear. Morgan said (laughs) this is not a dump on Jimmy G segment, but that Uh, he would almost get his receivers killed. Okay. Okay. So, and I think we can all agree on that, right? So, that would happen with Jimmy G. What you're seeing with Brock Purdy is that he does a great job of hitting his guys Mm. in motion, and he does a great job of leading them. Just a really precise, um, very cool, calm, and collected. Not only out there, but in these press conferences that we're seeing. So, for me, Deuce, it's not only a great story. The guy deserves all the love that he's getting for being a really good quarterback right now. Everyone talked about, oh, wait till he has a real test. Wait until this game. Wait until the first playoff game. Wait until he plays a Dallas defense. 
Give all the love you want to that Dallas defense because they did play well yesterday. Deserved. Tremendous speed, put some pressure, but he didn't get rattled. And that's what I loved is you even saw that third quarter, quarter started for San Francisco. It wasn't totally pretty, you know, the, the, the fumble on the punt, but then you had that big drive in that third quarter, chewing up a lot of clock. How about that catch by George Kittle? Oh, like oh. off his helmet, fumbled it up and down, and then notices a defender coming at him and like swipes it through. Do you understand that when what? he first made contact with the ball, it was at the 39-yard line, and he didn't actually corral it until he got to the 49ers' 48-yard line. I mean, you're talking about bobbling off his mask, like, and he Everything. makes a catch. But I, I think that Purdy has done exactly what's necessary. Is like, you just need someone that, one— is not going to make mistakes. And it, this is not a thing where I'm going, oh, he's a good game manager because I think he makes plays. He made some big plays yesterday. Yeah. Almost got picked once by Diggs. But overall, he doesn't get rattled. And when you've got guys in that locker room like Kittle, um, like Christian McCaffrey, who are like, yeah, we trust this guy because we look in his eyes and we could tell that he is ready to go. That's a that's big-time stuff. And my last point I'm going to make yeah. on this, you had Dak and you had Brock. Who looked like the rookie quarterback last night? Oh, you you don't have to be mean. I'm not being mean. My point is, Brock, (laughs) even though his numbers on paper don't blow you away from yesterday, Uh I felt like he had a good game. And that was a a really amazing win by San Francisco. Just as a manager out there, right? And you're talking about a rookie. And that wasn't even his best game. That was his first game out of all the games he's played this season that was the first one that you go okay I see the young in like for example when he almost didn't throw the ball out of bounds when there were second seconds left and then- talking about at the end of the first half when I think that in my opinion I had more of an issue with how Shanahan managed that. agreed the, the amount of time taken off the clock they called the timeout so late and you're right a young quarterback almost made a mistake there luckily that ball got thrown out of bounds with one second left and they were able to get three points on the board but I didn't love how they managed it. I thought Shanahan overthought it. He got a little cute with it. His whole thing after the Thank game you. was, oh, I'm just we don't want to give our our mindset is we don't want to give the opposing team any time left to potentially do anything. But they got a Cowboys weren't moving well anyway, and their kicker you didn't really feel like you could trust at that moment. No. So no. I don't know. I thought they overthought it, but. That second half, you, you talk about those two drives. You had the, the first one in that third quarter, the, the first big one, where it was 10 plays, 91 yards. It chewed up six minutes. That's when Kittle made that catch. The, the next Cowboys drive was a field goal at 355 in three minutes and 55 seconds. The 49ers get the ball back, 11.03 in the fourth, and they held on to it until 3.04. So it, it's very similar to like that, that Seahawks game. That in in the wild card where it took them to the second half to play their game yeah. to really get into it. I don't think they can take that same type of mindset next week in Philly. They got to come out of the gate strong, ready to go against a really talented Eagles team. But it worked yesterday. Their defense was good. They forced Dak to make some mistakes, and Dak made some just critical errors in there. And then they established the run. Elijah Mitchell was money on that final that big time drive in that fourth quarter. He was. He was money. And I think sometimes, I think a lot of people today are trying to talk about how he, you know, um, wasn't going out of bounds, right? And it was uh, a big, it was a big mistake. Yes. But there were other big mistakes that were being made throughout this game. So when 
obviously in a crucial moment like that, you wanted to see uh, a smart play being made. It wasn't happening, but that's okay because he will. He was still crucial throughout this game um, in that big run. It was just, yeah, it was great to see the Niners execute on a different level in that second half, but really quick going back to the first half too because there was times when they weren't capitalizing on what they were accomplishing on the defensive end or when Dak was turning the ball Yeah, over. you're right. They didn't they didn't punch it in. And and against Philly, they can't be doing that. You're going you're playing at a different level. You're going to have to play at a much um much more it's it's hard to say much more perfect game oh, because this... I'm like I'm sitting over here being like do better even though they had a good game, but it's true. It's just a next level type game. Hey, I see all the people watching us live right now. What's up? YouTube.com slash Sports 1140 It's great to see you on YouTube. The biggest thing you could do is hit the thumbs up button. We're at 200. Let's get to like 400. We're going to be engaging with all you guys out there too. That goes such a long way in helping this channel grow. So we appreciate everyone being here. One other thing I want to say too, because I think we give Brock Purdy so much love and we're obviously spreading love with the defense and everything. And... um. Some people still don't want to believe it, too, when these these football purists, when it comes to some of these uh, quarterbacks. And I just think you do have to give so much love to the weapons he has, to what Kyle Shanahan has put into place. But at the same time, you are shoving a rookie out there in some of the biggest games. The, he was a third string guy. Thank you. And here he is getting ready for an NFC championship game. Yeah, I'm not trying to overhype the guy either, but I feel like I this is crazy, but I trust him more than I trust Jimmy G because I feel like he's able to make bigger throws. This is not just like, oh, he's dinking and dunking here and no. these short throws down the field. He can make some plays happen. Yeah. He's smart. He's got command of the huddle. These are all things you need, and he's a young quarterback. It's so exciting for the 49ers, and this is what makes sports amazing to me, is the fact that here we are. If I would have told you, you love when oh, I play. I season. love this. If game. I would have told you before the season, hey Morgan, um, <laughs> Trey Lance, I know you're excited about him. Not really gonna play. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G's gonna be on the team, but then he's gonna get hurt, and the Niners are gonna finish their season with a third string quarterback. You'd be like, oh cool, they won seven games, right? right. Season over, sure. They've gone better. Like we talk about the weapons Magic. they have, but has Purdy. And McCaffrey, too, the addition of McCaffrey, let's not lose sight of that, has that made their offense a little more dynamic, too? All of a sudden, George Kittle's happy again. All of a sudden, he's coming up with big-time plays and being a focal point. All of a sudden, you got Brandon Ayuk making big-time plays, and he's got a connection with Brock Purdy. That's huge. And so, all of a sudden, you're in a situation where, yeah, you traded a lot to get Trey Lance, and... You have this third string guy in there in Brock Purdy. No, we're we're done talking about the future of the Niners quarterback. He is the future of the 49ers. Wow. Uh, that, yeah. that was something I was going to ask Matt Mayoko coming up. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, sure. Deuce Mason has said it right here. All right. Coming up next, the Kings play their biggest game of the year tonight. It's a 7.30 tip-off, too. Boo! Those should be illegal. Kings take on the hated Grizzlies. We talk about it. Coming up next on Sacktown Sports. <laughs> the Deuce and Mo experience. <laughs> we are back and we are live. You are listening to the very first Deuce and Mo 
show or whatever. Whatever. Right here on Sacktown Sports. So many ways to listen. If you're on your driving around right now, yeah. Sacktown Sports is now local from 6A to 6P. So that is perfect. And the show never stops. We're on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. And download the free Sacktown Sports app. That's actually how I listen most times. Yeah. Uh, on the app. Nice. It's or, just easy because then you can listen everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's free. And you can listen to all the shows, catch up on the podcast, listen to all the shows from Sacktown Sports. What, Morgan? What? What were we going to say? Because you, things. you said during things. the break, you were like, I have something I have to say. Well, I do. And yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say that in one second. But another thing, um, I'm just laughing because Chris's sports update, it's like this hard rock music. It's like, yeah. And it's just like all the way up here. And then, you know, Chris is excited. But Chris, I'm going to need you to meet my energy. Do I need to get you a donut and get you some sugar in See, there? I think that was the thing. What? Did she have like three of them before the game? Yeah. <laughs> before the show? Really? Did you really? No, I'm asking, did you have three of them? Oh, yeah, I did the the custard. Ah! So, yeah, they have little shots in them of, like, sugar, so <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, Next thing. Yeah? Deuce Mason wearing a polo collared shirt, and I come in on the first day wearing Nike and a hoodie, and I'm setting the tone and letting everyone know, like, this is what I will be wearing five days a week. In this place. Okay, it's one, a couple of things. What? I didn't know this was give feedback to the people you work with time where you're criticizing Chris and bring the energy. Also my friend. All right, and then you're, it's like, you're, what you're wearing is fine. It's fine. It's, it's 2023. Casual's kind of in. It's not, it's not casual. It's like, um... Hip hop and happening. Oh, stop <laughs> it. You sound like such a nerd. Such a nerd. Uh, anyway, I just, I love that you're like in a polo all ready to go on your first day. And I'm okay. like the kid yeah, that's I, like, been here before. I I think I look great. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm going to crash. In Adrian like one says, hour. you guys are talking pretty damn fast. Can hear the excitement. I do feel like there's a little, our speed, it sounds like you're listening times three on a podcast. Like <laughs> the people who listen to the podcast later are going to be like, are, are you serious? What's going on here? You, you guys are trying to get in everything you've missed, like the last few years. Yeah. The last seven years. One. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think we do need to make sure we recap everything that went down, every single championship of every single sport. Yeah, yeah. Kings <laughs> play tonight, Morgan. Mm. <sighs> Got to bounce back. The weekend was all right. I mean, the win against OKC was fun. With Keegan Murray having his career night, 29 points, 14 rebounds. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then you're taking on a Sixers team uh-huh. the next night. You find out no one beat... Right? Yeah. No James Harden. You're thinking, all right, let's uh, chalk that up as a W. And it was not a W. And it yeah. was really kind of disappointing. Kings had a 21-point lead uh, in the late stages of the second quarter. By halftime, it gets down to 10. And the story of this game is they got absolutely destroyed in the paint again. 70 points in the paint. 23 second chance points. The rebounding advantage for the Sixers without those guys was beyond infuriating. So it's one of those games that you're not trying to dismiss what the Sixers have, right? They've got talent with Tyrese Maxey, who's a really talented young guard. Tobias Harris could still get his, but it was disappointing that you're losing like that on your home floor. That was it because, you know, protect home court. And I think the Kings do a pretty good job of saying something and then doing it. They yeah. they respond well when things aren't going right. They um, They help one another. They lost a big lead. It was a 21-point lead, their biggest uh, lead that was loss of the season. And it wasn't that it was 
21 points because we know how the NBA works. It's huh. a game Did of runs. Did you see last night in the NBA? Yeah, which game? Lakers? The Lakers came back from 25 down. The Suns, Grizzlies, Suns were up by 29, ended up winning by two. And there was one other game that was, oh, the Warriors had a 17-point lead oh, and loss. So leads fun. go away. It's how fast it went away. That's it. And yes. it was exactly, it was how fast it went away. It went uh, with exactly some of the numbers that you were just saying that where they still dominated, whether it was in the paint, whether it was with rebounding. And it was frustrating because I thought the Kings do a really good job of when it comes to point of emphasis. Okay, this is what we need to focus on this game. Okay, even with Joel Embiid out, we need to, you know, focus on this person or even still like the rebounding game or whoever, whatever it may be. I didn't feel like that focus was there, locked in ever since that two minutes uh, left in that second quarter and on. Yeah, they had like three turnovers in the final two minutes. And then you had the third quarter where they allowed 38 points. So it was disappointing. And look, this is kind of where the Kings team is at, in my opinion. Their offense is dynamic. You score 127 points on the home floor and you lose. That's what hurts. I know what the offense is going to give me. It's defensively. Can you be engaged and not make the same mistakes over and over again? I know they don't have like the defensive personnel that's needed to be a top tier defensive team at the, at this point, but like getting killed on the glass I just I can't accept when Embiid's not playing. They've got athletes, they're long, but some of this is like find a body, box out, go attack the glass. They didn't have one player. The Sixers did not have one player who had ten rebounds. Everyone had like six, seven, eight, nine gang rebounding. That's the mentality that the Sixers had going into this game on the second I have a back to back shorthanded, and they they kind of punked the Kings in that game. Now the Kings have shown the ability to bounce back. The problem is the bounce back has to go uh, has to happen tonight against a very physical Grizzlies team that literally does all those things. Points in the paint, second chance, offensive rebounding. Makes you worried. Two things. Second night of a back-to-back for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. They just fell to the Phoenix Suns last night. Lost in, back-to-back games. And so in oh, and they lost back-to-back games after 11 game winning streak, right? So they had the 11 game winning streak. Lost the last two, coming into Sacramento tonight at 7.30. And the last time these two teams played was on New Year's Eve? Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. And that was also a back-to-back for the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, you can't come in with the mentality like, oh, they're going to have fatigued legs and that's where we need to get them. No, this team... They play tough, and you have to match their physicality. You have to match their same mentality because they're also going to be talking. Oh, they talk so much, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Okay. I think they're by far the most hated team in the league. Oh. I mean. And I love it. It's They it, are needed in the NBA. I agree with that, and sometimes it's not only because of what they say. It's also because they're good, right? So, yeah, they're Probably one of the most hated teams in the NBA, but um, but looking at points in the paint, and it's not only from guys penetrating to the paint, Ja Morant uh, making things happen there. So sure, the perimeter pressure needs to be there, but Stephen Adams on second chance opportunities, like that is where a lot of their points were coming from last time. Stephen Adams looked just incredible last game. Well, we'll talk more about that game coming up, including what the drama that happened between Shannon Sharp and the Memphis Grizzlies over the weekend. That was insane. We got a jam-packed show. We're here until 2 p.m. We keep the show rolling at Sacktown Sports 1140 on the YouTube page. You 
on the radio. Hang tight. We'll be right back on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Sacktown Sports. I said it. The voice people said it. Yes, we are back. This is not a mistake. Or could be to management, but Deuce and Mo, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, each day, 11 to 2 p.m. here on Sacktown Sports. It's a new era. On 6A to 6P live and local, you can get us on the Sacktown Sports app. That app is free in the App Store. You can get us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button because all that does is help us grow. We got a big game tonight. Kings and Grizzlies, the Niners in the NFC Championship. Oh, it feels so good. And Morgan, uh, the company was nice enough to bring us some donuts to celebrate the fact that we're back and that the station's on from 6A to 6P live and local. I just need you guys to know. They I've not four had, boxes. I've not had one donut. Morgan has had at least seven to eight. It was it's a, not true. Be honest, how many have you had? This is only the second. <laughs> I promise. I, I wouldn't lie about that. Okay. And one syringe okay. of custard. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. And a, one, one syringe of custard. Yeah, Wait, she took a that? syringe of custard. I've not had one. Look at that. Oh, my. And uh, let me. Oh, my goodness. Disgusting. It's literally just a syringe of custard. Okay. Whatever. Oh, maybe I'll have a donut later on today. But we're very excited to be back here. And uh, we want to engage with you. Yeah, the YouTube chat, we see that rolling on. People making fun of you and your donut eating on the YouTube chat. But we also have the ability for you guys to call in. Uh, 1-800-920-1140 or 916-339-1140. Oh, we got to kick things off with one of our favorites. Let's welcome him in. Leezy is in the building. What's yes. up, Leezy? Yo, Deuce and Mo, welcome back to Sacktown Sports. Congratulations. Leezy, you, you, I mean, this, this sounds amped up for you. What's up? You got me standing up. I'm amped. That's, that's right. Let's go. Let's pump it up, man. Wait, Happy and to have you guys back on the air. Leezy, you. you will be forever now officially our first caller ever wow. on the show. Wow, that's a big deal. This is a big honor. I feel like I ate donuts. I'm pumped up there now. Dude, so what's on your mind? I just want to call with two quick comments. Yeah. So, uh, Team Grizzlies tonight. Oof. I say the team is getting lit. I think the Kings got this. I think they're going to play up to the level of their competition. Yeah, they had a bad game with the Sixers, but they're going to come back strong tonight. Team lit, confirmed. Oh, oh. Confir- also, <laughs> okay. I'm a big, big Eagles fan, lifelong Eagles fan. But, man, I'm worried about Brock Purdy. He's a bad man. I think that Niners defense is real. I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm nervous. Time out. We have 800 questions. You're way too <laughs> confident about the beam being lit tonight against a Grizzlies team that has now lost two in a row after winning 11 in a row. Mm-hmm. They might be the Kings kryptonite. They've got the size of physicality. Steven Adams averages 16 rebounds a game against his team this year. Why are you that confident that the Kings are going to win tonight? That's true, but they don't have the Fox and the Ox. Okay. I think the Kings are going to come out strong. All right, all I think right. Murray might even have another big game. I'm just believing in them tonight. Okay, I like it. And as far as the Eagles thing, I can't believe you're scared of Brock Purdy. I love it. Scared. Hey, Brock Purdy's Purdy's real. Hey, we had this guy named Nick Foles. Brock Purdy reminds me of Nick Foles, except way better. This could be his story. This could be his time. Also, Trey Lance, I think time to move him. You could get him a lot for his value right now. Preseason Lance Mm. can go. And Jimmy G's definitely gone. 
Yeah, Jimmy's definitely gone. Lizzie, I appreciate you and uh, being the first caller. Thanks, Thanks so much, Lizzie. man. All right, there's Lizzie checking in. Yeah, with, with the Purdy thing, I don't even know how it's a debate. Like, it doesn't matter what happens on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If he, lo- if the Niners lose, I don't care. He's still the quarterback next year. I think he has shown enough. I think the chemistry is enough. I think you've seen enough good to go, that's the guy. So when Ian Rappaport's like, well, hey, you know, Tom Brady has interest in going oh, to the 49ers. That's cute. Done. Tom Brady, it's over. You're old, man. I- I've seen you. It's done. Great career. We're moving on. And the Trey Lance thing, he is under contract. So, I mean, you do need a backup. And maybe you do look to shop him if there's value. But I'm also not going to automatically say you have to move the guy. No, and that's a solid backup. And a backup that, let's just say that he comes back from this injury and can play to the best of his ability. When we saw that out there for small sample size, yeah. it, it's there was nothing that wowed you, but it also was like, hey, he's young, he's going to figure it out, whatever. He didn't get any more of that opportunity, obviously, having the injury that he had. He looked like a very young player who has not played a ton of football. Correct. And that's kind of what he is. And now Brock Purdy, <laughs> like, he'll have his rookie moments, as you absolutely should, but he's also having a lot more winning moments. And I think when you look at that, I understand uh, Leezy talking highly of Brock Purdy in saying that they he is a little bit scared uh, for his Eagles playing Brock Purdy, but at the same time, like there's going to be a lot of growth, a lot of development. But yes, he can definitely be the future for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Morgan, one of our favorites, another one of our favorites is here. Oh, let's bring him on. It's Coach Nick. Nick, welcome hi, in. Hi, hi, How are you doing today? We are good. good. What's up, man? Well, I'm excited to win tonight, but why not light the beam tonight? Why, why not? not light the beam? All right, but Nick, time out. What, what's your key tonight? What are you telling your team? If you're the coach of the Kings, what are you telling them uh, before this Kings-Grizzlies game? My key is to tell my team to play good defense okay. and stay on your man. I, I love that, Nick. It's, it's the simplicity. You know, yep. we tend to overthink things. We talk, oh, we got to do this. You have to have this strategy. You, uh, this is how you defend John Morant. Sometimes it's that simple. Defend your man. Stay on your man. Yeah, you got to. You got to defend John Murray because, you know, he's pretty good. He is pretty good. That's a great breakdown. And I think if you stay on John Morant, you can really find a way (laughs) to push through and win this one. And I think when you say playing good defense, I think what else you're trying to say, too, is is really having that perimeter pressure on. You got a guy like Desmond Bain who can shoot that basketball, but then John Morant being the playmaker that he is. And then you have Tyus Jones who comes Mm. off the bench and your second unit has just another guy that can lead the way. It's going to be tough. You mentioned the Bain thing. Yeah, he hasn't played the last couple of games against the Kings. So that first game in Sacramento, that was the day I found out my grandma was dying. I'll never forget that day. Oh, yeah. Not, not to bring why it back. Am I, laughing? I don't know why you're laughing. Why why do you automatically start giggling at that? Was that funny? I thought you were gonna make a joke. Not no. funny. But Desmond oh. Bain. Yeah, go ahead. Why not why why not be on ABC Sports? Yeah, why not? Why not be on Sacktown Sports, right? Yeah, why not? Are you are you doing pretty good today, Morgan? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone that doesn't know Nick, Nick, I just gotta tell them. Nick um Nick joins he likes to call in to our uh, night chat or do some of podcast that we do after every single Kings game. And he calls in 
and his bit is why not. And Nick is awesome. He's a Special Olympics athlete that had just wins so many gold medals and is in his basketball season right now. And Nick's main thing is always why not. So, Nick, you know it. Why not win this game? Yes, we will both be there tonight, and we'll see you there tonight, okay? Yes. All right, sleep dreams. Why not be on Tech Town Sports? Yep, why, why not? not? <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he will forever be our second call Yeah. on our first show. We needed that. What's up, Ryan? You're on with Deuce Dude. and Mo. Mo, welcome back. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you being here for the journey. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I, I gotta go. I gotta go first. Uh, Wrestling Hill promo on you guys. Ooh, let's hear with, it. Uh, Purdy. Okay. Keep the tags on the jerseys right now. If you bought a Purdy jersey, there's not even a full year of tape on this kid. And let's be honest, you can drop in half of the backup quarterback in the league. Behind that offense and defense with those weapons, and they'd be producing just like he is. You son of a. I swear, I wish you could see me right now because I'm about to jump through this phone right now and attack you. Are you Ryan. an Eagles fan? No, I'm a Seahawks fan. Okay, 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 okay. okay. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Namaste for a yeah. second. Namaste for a second. <sighs> Come on. You act like he's played a game. How many games has he played? Eight is the answer. What's the Niners' record in those eight games? Eight and no. Eight and no. Yes, the Seahawks had the chance to prepare for him. What happened? Lost. The Cowboys and your old guy, Dan Quinn. Great defense. They fly around. They, they force mistakes. They get after the quarterback. And what happened? They lost the game. This is going to be a tough test for sure, but you can't act like you could just throw anybody in there. That I mean, that, to me, is just completely unfair. Jimmy was able to manage some things, but you saw the shortcomings with Jimmy. And I'm not acting like that Brock is perfect, nope. but here are the expectations. It's a rookie, the last pick of the draft. He's winning playoff games. We talk about some of the elite quarterbacks in the game from past years that weren't able to win playoff games. He's won two. Okay, he's winning playoff games. Deuce, but yeah. you can't say he had an impressive game yesterday by any No, news. he didn't have the most no, 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 here's the thing. He didn't have his most impressive game out of the eight that he has won, but he still had a solid game for a rookie. But And I'll tell you this, because I don't think you're wrong when you say, like, you could put most quarterbacks in this system and they can get things done, sure. But look even at the way that Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback that had been in the NFL for a little bit now, was getting things done compared to this rookie who had never played an NFL game, was drafted last in the NFL draft, and really has elevated this team with his play. Like, you got to give that credit to him a little bit. So, I, I hear you, Mo, but do you think he's really elevated them that much more than yeah. Jimmy would have? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Hurt? Have you seen George Kittle's numbers? <laughs> have you seen Brandon Ayuk's numbers? I, it's been a different team. But okay. I just want to say this. What? Let's not I'm not let's not ignore the Christian McCaffrey factor. It all comes yes. together for sure. I think McCaffrey's opened up some things too. I agree with you with Kittle, guys. That is that's true because Garoppolo was not hitting Kittle and you know what? Purdy does have chemistry with Kittle and he needs that. You gotta use that tight end. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. So, well, who cares? Because guess what? If he's the guy moving forward, that's all that matters for for him and that team. But Ryan, I appreciate the attempt at a promo. I do. Not bad. You got some heel heat for sure. Welcome back again. Good to hear you back on the air. I appreciate it. it. We're going to keep it moving coming up in the next hour. We got a ton to get to, including Matt Mayoko, who covers the Niners for NBC Sports Bay Area. Mark Jones at 1 o'clock. We're on live until 2, and then Cattles and Rami on. Oh, we are rolling. Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports. Oh, oh, does that sound good? It's a new era on Sacktown Sports, and we are live! Oh, yes, 11 to 2. Monday through Friday, Deuce and Mo, we are here. Do you like that? No, no, your singing is still just as awful. Oh, man, it's so good to be back. Our first show on Sacktown Sports, and it's a big day. The Kings take on the Grizzlies in a midterm exam game and a midterm exam game. Yeah, what? Why are you calling it that again? We'll get to that. Oh, I'll well, get to that. We should also mention uh, you can hit us up anytime on the phone lines. 1-800-912-1140. You can also chat with us live on the YouTube chat. We got a ton of people watching us live. We appreciate all the support at YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We'll definitely talk with you guys. The show rolls on during the break. We have a ton of fun there. Also this hour, we got Matt Mayoko from NBC Sports California, or Bay Area, checking in to talk some Niners as they get ready for the NFC Championship game. Kings-Grizzlies tonight, 7 o'clock pre, 7.30 tip-off. Why are we doing a 7.30 tip? Yeah, I don't, and you realize that's 9.30 for people back in Memphis. Like I don't care about Memphis. What, yeah. else, what do they have to do in Memphis? They have a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. You're saying Memphis is better than Sacramento as a city? Absolutely not. There's no better city. 9.30 at Memphis on a Monday night? There's nothing going on. Watch the game. Dang. Okay. Anyway, it is a big game. <laughs> I, I, I keep calling it a midterm Sleep. exam game because we have seen what the Kings have been able to do this year. It's one of the more exciting King seasons in years and years and years. It's fun. Even though they're coming off that loss the other night to the Sixers, it's a big game. I, I've seen what they did in this stretch where they had nine straight games before that Sixers game with teams under 500. They had a couple of tough losses in there to the Hawks and the Lakers, but seven and two during that stretch. And on the season, they are 18 and five against teams under 500. The Kings are in the number three spot in the Western Conference, but I'm not sure anyone goes, hey, they're really a number three seed because it's so kind of tight in the Western Conference. And I think tonight's game is going to be an interesting one. You've got Denver and Memphis as kind of the two front runners in the West. I'm interested to see how the Kings stack up against this team in this fourth matchup, right? We've seen them 1-1 in Memphis when they were a little bit shorthanded, but you're on the home floor tonight. And they do things that you don't do well. I want to see how the Kings respond. Yeah, I. there you go. The response, right? Not only the response to the game you're coming off of against the Sixers, but the response of playing this team and how you played last time against the Memphis Grizzlies. And I, if you have it, I wanted to see what Steven Adams had in that game, but I remember that was the game oh. he was just balling. Did like, he have a 2020 game against dude, the Kings? He was, he was like backing down, doing some little hook shots. He was looking just like, like he, he had, 
had skill sets in that game that we had never seen before. I felt like he had 20 points. He actually had 23 rebounds in the game. He had 11 points and 23 rebounds. But check this out, Morgan. Against the Kings this year, you look at the head-to-head matchup with him and Sabonis. Sabonis, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. 12 points. Meanwhile, Steven Adams against the Kings this year, 9 points and 16 rebounds. He's so physical. And there's so much on Sabonis. It's not just on Sabonis to go get those rebounds. No. He's got to deal with Steven Adams. It's also the other guys from Memphis crashing the glass. Tonight, you got to play with physicality. You have to match their intensity tonight. It can't... I don't want to see the Kings play soft. I don't want to come out of this game going, well, you know, Memphis is too physical. No, you got to match it. If you're going to be a playoff team and you're going to win playoff games... This is, you have to play with an edge. One of the things I think we might see different tonight. Now, this is what Mike Brown talked about strategy-wise after the loss against them. And it was doubling down on Steven Adams. Like, even when you're crashing the boards, you're putting two bodies on him and pushing him out as much as you can. Um, Because I know we're going to talk about this, but obviously that that uh, whatever happened, you want to call it the other night on the Lakers floor with the Memphis Grizzlies, Stephen Adams goes over there to Shannon Sharp, and it took maybe seven man bodies to even budge him. Like, he is a big human being. It is tough to push him. So if you're throwing two other big basketball players on him to push him out of the key, you got to make sure that you are also focusing on who's flying in for a rebound as well. Oh, you mentioned a big, Chemezi Metsu, who went down with that oh. injury in that Kings loss the other night. He left at the 19-19 mark of the second quarter, and you're wondering, okay, how bad is this? It looked really bad. Uh, the good news is it doesn't look like there's any structural damage. So That's good. We, it's not going to be a season-ending thing, but Metsu will miss some time. You know, Morgan, the Memphis Grizzlies are by far, I don't think there's a, a comparison. Maybe the YouTube chat feels different. They are the most hated team in the NBA. They are the heels of the NBA. And it's exactly what the Kings, or excuse me, the NBA needs. They need a team that makes you feel emotion. I think you ask fans around the NBA, they go, oh, yeah, we don't like the Grizzlies when they come to town. They talk a lot of smack. They play physical. They play with an edge. But coaches don't like them. Other teams don't like playing the Memphis Grizzlies. They talk. You You had Jaw saying that interview on ESPN, like, oh, We're not really worried about the West. And they've got a target on their back now. They come to town, and you don't like them, and it's great for the league. I love that they have that persona, but with that comes target on the back. Absolutely. I mean, the target is there, and it really was exposed that time when they came in, and I think you mentioned this, when they came in to play the Warriors, and then the Warriors... After the game, Clay was getting interviewed, and he's like, you know, they're acting like they've won something. They're acting like they've done something. They haven't done nothing yet, especially. And that's what the Warriors can always drop, right? Even when they're bad, like, they can drop, we got the rings. Because they've found a way to pull out a championship ring in so many weird, difficult times. But I think when you look at the Grizzlies, they want to get over that hump this season. They have the confidence in themselves to get over that hump this season. Will it get in their way? Well, it doesn't seem like it's something that is getting in their way consistently, maybe just for a few games. But um, at the same time, you know how I feel. I love people. You're going to hear this a lot. I love my brainless TV Real Housewives. Okay. And it's all really stupid drama, right? Just a whole bunch of rich people with like, oh my God, we have money drama. Like, it's so dumb. Oh my God, she didn't pay for the trip. This party. Yes. 
I thought yeah, she was going to pay I'm for it. I'm hosting the trip. And so, anyway. I can't wait to see how you're taking this back to the Memphis Grizzlies. Be, my whole okay. point is, like, I still, I live for that drama. I'm like, that's mm. fun. And, and I don't, even when I hate someone, I might even like them a little <laughs> bit. And I think with the Grizzlies, I feel like watching the NBA uh-huh. with that type of drama, it just adds a little extra spice and it makes you just want to watch a little bit more when the Grizzlies are playing, even if they're playing a bum team like the you, Los you Angeles the, Lakers. You called the Grizzlies uh, heels, dude. Yes. So I need a little, like, uh, choice. Yeah. Oh. So would you say that they're more bloodline or are they more Jericho Appreciation Society? <laughs> wow. That's a great – because I was more going with their, like, the MJF. Right? Oh, okay. Because they're such good heels that you respect it. But you don't like them, right? You boo them. But you respect, like, with Jericho Appreciation Society, you're like, ugh, they're whatever. Bloodline's cool. So then, but they're not cool? Who? Um, Jericho Appreciation Society? No, Grizzlies. I mean, they're fine. They're just MJF to me. They they come to your town. They're talking spec. Did you see what happened? Friday night in L.A., Morgan. Really quick, though, MJF is the best of the best, and they're just, they're not the best of the best yet. He is. I mean, he's got the championship, sure. But there, are we really going there? That's what we're we're basing it at, based on the storyline championship. Bloodline. Okay. Proceed. What happened on Friday night was one of the more insane things. When you go on social media and you go, I'm at the King's Thunder game and I look at Twitter and it's, hey, Shannon Sharp is getting into it with T. Morant. What? Oh, yeah, it was after he was jawing with Dylan Brooks. So... He was talking smack to Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks says something back. Shannon Sharp stands up on the sidelines like, come come on, let's do something. Steven Adams comes over. <laughs> it's right before halftime. It's this intense confrontation. Shannon Sharp is so furious. And then T. Morant, Jaws' dad, comes over. They're talking smack. I guess everything's good now. But that was insane. I could not believe Shannon did that. I didn't like it on so many levels because I'm like, look, Shannon Sharp, at that point, is not even a media member, right? He's just sitting on the floor as a fan, whatever. Yeah, I, However, he, he was sitting courtside at that game. Exactly. So to me, you're a fan. The, say, yeah. Exactly. It'd be and, like if Jason Ross was down there. Exactly. And if just Jason like Ross it. had that same cardigan, cardigan on, I would be just as scared of Jay Ross um, coming at me. So, yeah, though, it's, it's frustrating from the standpoint of like, oh, you can't do that. Like, you can't act like you can do whatever you want just because you come on this floor all the time, whether it is media, whether it is because you're rich and you can afford courtside tickets. It just doesn't matter. Like, don't do that. But two, I just think it's weird that anyone would get that angry about anything being said. And was, wasn't the things that were said, wasn't it about LeBron, like, you can't guard LeBron or... Yeah, something. but here's the thing, I, and I don't have a problem with him talking smack. I don't have it like, hey, you can't guard LeBron. Like, sure, that's- Spike Lee would talk smack to Reggie Miller. Like, we've seen it throughout time. That's right. fun, but for Shannon Sharp to get that worked up because Dylan Brooks barked back, like, dude, I'm working right now, Thank and you're you. barking at me. I'm gonna bark back, and then Shannon Sharp stands up. The other thing that killed me about that, I understand he didn't go on the court. Would, would there be anybody? In America, who did the same thing Shannon Sharp did that would not be kicked out of that yep. game? Like, yep. They just let, uh, yeah, it's all good. Just sit down now. Well, that's, uh, you would not only get kicked out of that game, you'd probably be banned for life. Yep. Um, that was insane. Also, he apologized. We'll, we'll get to the apology a little bit, bit later. We had a break for 60 seconds. Ugh.
Uh, we're going to talk more about Kings Grizzlies. Of course, the Niners are in the NFC Championship game. And, man, what a weekend it was in football. we got so much more. Deuce and Moe live on Sacktown Sports. Oh, it's down. Oh, we're back. Chris Deuce and Moe. Right. Sacktown Sports 1140. Yes, the debut show. How many times am I going to say that today? If you're going to stand up, you got to bring your mic up a little higher. I am trying. I'm trying to feel comfortable in here. I'm not used to being in this studio. Of course, you can watch the show live with all the people who are joining us live today on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We got the chat rolling there. Appreciate everyone being here. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Shannon Sharp and getting into it with Dylan Brooks, John Morant's dad, Stephen Adams coming over. And I, I love it because we got some people with a YouTube conspiracy or on the YouTube page with conspiracies about that saying that maybe Shannon knew that was going to happen. It was kind of staged. Like he was trying to get more attention for a show with Skip Bayless. I appreciate the conspiracies yeah. when it has to do with something like this. Appreciate I just don't think that was it, but I kind of wish it was. Well, today, Shannon Sharp did apologize. Oh, did, I need real, to warn okay. you. I need to warn you on this. <laughs> Shannon Sharp apologized, and I want you to listen to this apology and mm-hmm. tell me if it meets, if it goes too far. Okay. Or if it's just good enough. Here's Shannon Sharp today on a show with Skip Bayless on Fox Sports 1 apologizing for what happened in L.A. on Friday night. Or if seen. Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Okay, um, cool. You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, wow. I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up. And I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization. As you probably have heard or have seen Friday night um, at the Lakers. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, the video. Mixed up there. Okay. <laughs> it's mixed up. Anyway, he went on and on. He ended up apologizing to his family. Like, he rattled off no. eight family members. I think he mentioned his agent. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like, you, you're going on and on. Like, you were the biggest embarrassment ever. You didn't have to go that far. No. I, I mean, if anything, you got some great publicity for but your I don't know. Show. It made me wonder, too, the way he was reading it. Like, was he told by the Lakers, hey, if you ever want to come back to a game, you need to go on your show and apologize to literally everyone. Uh, here's some more of that conversation. And I want to apologize for my behavior because you were in attendance. And if I caused any smudge on your resume... I'm deeply sorry for that. I also want to apologize to LeBron James because y'all know how I feel about him. And he supported me through thick and thin. And bro, I'm sorry that I put you in this situation, that you had to support me in something like this. So I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to my family. I want to apologize to my brother, my sister, my mom, my kids, and my grandson. Because one day you're going to be old enough and you're going to see what transpired in that arena. But I also hope you get an opportunity to see this this apology that I'm giving because I was wrong what? and I'm never going to be too big to say, I'm sorry. I'm never going to be too big to say that I was wrong. And in that situation, I was absolutely wrong. And last but not least, I want to apologize to you turbo. You've been great to me. I appreciate everything that you've done over the last eight, nine months. I want to say, I'm sorry. Again, to my Fox family, FS1 <laughs> guys, I'm sorry for any unwanted <laughs> attention that I brought your way. 
and I, ha I hate that you have to answer. No one should have to trend because of something that I did. So I want to apologize to anybody at Fox or FS1 that's had to answer questions on my behalf. What happened to Shannon? Why was Shannon doing this? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not perfect. I am not. And I'm never going to say that wasn't Shannon Sharp because that was me. That was just me getting out of character. And I'm sorry for all those that saw my action and took offense to my actions. I am sorry. Wait, so someone did die, right? Yes, I guess Dylan Brooks is no longer with us. <laughs> did he kill somebody? What what happened? I mean, I, 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 we had a fun social media, Marvin. He got a little out of hand. It was all good. He goes on for 90 seconds. I, I think he apologized to you. We he, cut it off early. He yeah. actually apologized to you. To the Deuce and Mo show. Yeah. show. I yeah. apologize. It's their first show this weekend. I know they're going to have to bring this up. Hey. And I apologize. Him go apologizing to LeBron. Now, there's so many layers to this because not KJJK in the chat brought, brought up a point that I thought of, too. Remember when Skip Bayless had the thing on social media that people are like, dude, what are you saying? Apologize. And Skip not didn't really apologize. Like, it was almost like he was taking a shot at Skip. Like, see, this is how you apologize. Mm. But then he went so far. It's like, bro, you're great. You apologize to your grandson. You your grandson need an apology? For one day when you see this, you know what type of man I am. <laughs> and yeah, I just, you know, could have used... <laughs> A little apology because that's how, again, because then this started becoming back more about him. Yes. And instead of it being, and it's like, I'm the biggest, the bigger man out here and can apologize for my actions. And it's like, no, that's great. And you can do that in a shortened two sentences, hey, right? I, I just want to say sorry. I was completely out of line there. I shouldn't have been doing that. I got too into the game. Inappropriate. And apologize to the Lakers and the Grizzlies yep. and the NBA and the, the show. I appreciate it. Oh, wow. What about Turbo? Oh, don't forget about Turbo. Who's Turbo? I don't know who Turbo Chris? is. No, I know, when, his dog. When he got to his grandson, I'm like, I, and I don't think he has a grandson. I think it was, it was his future grandson oh. he was talking about. My future grandson and his son and his mom and his mom's daughter. It just kept going. Not gonna, like, he not busted say the sorry family to tree. Future granddaughter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, she's going to care and listen back on this and be like, Grandpa hey, didn't love me. Honestly, this is the one thing I always say about the NBA, though. What? That's Shannon Sharp doing that, and to his credit, he didn't cross the line. Like, he didn't cross the Good. baseline. Good, Which is cool, but the NBA is the only league where fans have that type of access. There is nothing in front of a fan to, do, to go on the court and do something. And... You know, I, I'm glad he didn't cross that line and it didn't get physical or anything yeah. like that. But I maintain there should be some sort of barrier. You know, it's it's he like wants that to for play wrestling. Back in the Jerry Gen, uh, Jerry Reynolds days when they the used cagers. To have, yep, the cagers. No, but like, the, you don't think there should be some sort of barrier for the fans? Like they have, they could just walk on the court at any time. There might be at some point induced. Yes, there yeah. have been fans that have walked on the court, glued their hands on the court there to protest something like yes, thrown up on the court, thrown up on. <laughs> Ah, thrown up on the court. It's all happened. And at some point, if there is someone that crosses a line, and I'm not talking about a physical line, I think the line's being crossed with gluing your hand and throwing up all the, <laughs> over the place. Um, all things that have happened within the last year. Yeah. Someone threw up on a court and glued their hand to a court in the NBA. Yes. And now we're like, oh, should we put a barrier? Yeah, you should maybe put a barrier. I'm sorry. Oh, are we going to upset some rich people sitting courtside? They're still there. It yeah. doesn't. 
Do, they have to have total, complete access? And the barrier I think Deuce is talking about, because we've discussed this before, it's more like when you look at the scores table, yes. it's that yes. padding. So it's not like hockey glass or, you know, whatever is going, a net in baseball is going The right hockey there. boards. Y- wait, yes, yes, the hockey okay. boards, but padded, yes. right? So then, like, guys can fly into them and, like, hopefully be okay. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest reasons why it's difficult because if a guy is saving a loose ball and he goes like head first or something and then hits his neck into it too, like there's a lot of different things you have to think about. And maybe it's taking off um, a certain amount of seats on the floor or something. You don't know what it is right now. But yes, Shannon Sharp, because he was a fan in that situation, even though he's well-known publicly, it's still not okay, and that's why I am really glad that he apologized, even if he did take it to a whole other weird level. We'll just see if we can move on from this, and, you know, his apology is one thing, but we'll see if his actions back up, you know, the well, I, apology. Oh, yeah. I may gonna, need more. Uh, shout out to the people watching us live on so YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We have a poll question in the chat. Do the Kings have a shot tonight against some Memphis Grizzlies? Here are the options, Morgan. Uh-huh. Yes, it's going to be loud. It's going to be great home atmosphere. Great. Nope. Memphis is going to be grumpy. The grumpy Grizz after losing two in a row. Or, you know, just give me a close game in the fourth. What do you think's winning right now? I'm going to guess, uh, give me a close game in the fourth. No. Number one is? Yes. Yay. Do the Kings have a shot tonight? Yes. 67% of people saying yes on that. Just give me a close game comes in at 24%. Only 9% of the people who have voted say no. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, who are those grumpy ones, huh? Who are you? I mean, I think it's fair. The Grizzlies are pretty good. Yeah, but at the same time, can I be honest? When you come in after losing these two games, there's got to be a little something that is off, right? After winning 11? Or do you think it's going to be like, hey, focused redemption game? They'll be focused. What type of team? They're going to be focused. We'll talk more about it coming up. We got a jam-packed show on until 2 p.m. And coming up next... There's some dogs this weekend. Are you ready for your dog of the day, Morgan? Um, Yes, duh. Let's do that. Coming up next, Deuce Mo on Sacktown Sports. It is the Deuce and Mo debut. On Sacktown Sports. Feels good to be back. 11 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports saying, no, we're going to do more local. The people want it. The people need it. They need to hear live content from 6 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. It is really cool. We were talking about how, hey, in the history of the station that you started at when you were 16 years old. Yeah. There's never been full... No, no, Local because there's there like a live morning show. Then you had shows that were like a satellite from nine to sometimes three, and then they local in the back half of the day. The fact that six A to six P, especially during this time when the Kings, mm. ooh, they're trying to end the playoff drought this year, dude. Do uh, the Niners are going to the NFC Championship? It is fun. We get to talk about the Kings possibly ending a playoff drought, and for anyone that doesn't know. Deuce and I, we do a separate podcast as well after every single Kings game. Yeah. And last season, think about get get this. Do you remember those 
nine-game losing streaks? Oh. Do you remember all the terrible, depressing games? Deuce and I would go live after every single game. We lived every terrible moment. This year was meant for all of us in so many different ways. Oh, and it feels so good. So good. Uh, so good. We should mention coming up in a few minutes, Matt Mayoko is going to join us. Yes. To talk some Niners as they head to Philly for the NFC Championship game on Sunday. But, you know, something that we're going to start doing, we got to honor the dogs. Every once in a while, there's a dog performance. You like that? We're, I cannot wait till we get our drop. I cannot wait. Dog or, of the... Are they called a drop? Is that what we call it on radio? What, you mean this? It's the dog, dog of the day. Who had the best night in the world of sports? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan hates my bark, but guess what? We got to honor the dogs, the people in the sports world that have come up in a big way, maybe under the radar a little bit. I want the chat to be engaged with this. Let us know in the chat who's your dog of the weekend. You have a dog? I'm going to go. Oh, can I go first? Yeah, you just asked me. I'm excited. Sure, why not? I'm excited. I'm going to go first. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yes, intense bark for Patrick Mahomes. You know, I know it's tough with football because I hate when the injuries and there's a lot of stuff about football that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain. Looked pretty bad when it happened. Yeah, leaves the game. He is heated. He wants to be out there. Tape him up. Let's go. He's throwing stuff. He goes back in the game. He's limping around and leading his team to a victory. I don't know if he's going to be able to play coming up on Sunday against the Bengals. But to be honest, with him being a dog, I think he is going to play. I just thought Patrick Mahomes playing through that and finding a way to get through it and leading his team mm. to a victory. Dude, that was just epic. He's He gets too much crap, by the way. He's the best quarterback in football. I don't care if he's not Wait, winning Super Bowl. who does he Bowl. get crap from? People, well, he's not winning. Definitely not me. He's not, <laughs> he's not winning Super Bowls every single year. And it's like, yeah, because it's hard to win a Super Bowl. All I know is this guy wants to play every single game, and it doesn't matter what's going on with his body. Yeah. He stepped up in a big way. He's my dog. I, and and he, I think sometimes, thank you. Oh. What kind of dog is that? Um, I think sometimes, too, Yeah. people tend... No, I don't think. I know. People tend to put it all on a quarterback. I get it. We, we come in here today and we're talking so much about Brock Purdy. Like, right? You're going to put so much of a win and a loss on a quarterback. But at the same time, for anyone that gets frustrated with Patrick Mahomes about not going to the Super Bowl, it's still a team sport. Like, you still got to execute other things on the field. So, um, very interesting. But at the same time, I think that's a good dog of the day. Should I give mine? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, the whole point. Cue the bark, please. <laughs> I'll get better at that. Um, I'm going to go with DeMar Hamlin. And the reason why he was out there on the field with his team, obviously not playing, not even on the field. And I guess well, at he, some point he was he just was there. He was up in the booth and they yes. came back down to talk to you. That was a cool moment. It just was. And he was holding up the heart for everyone. And obviously Man. this was these two teams and what they witnessed, you know, and everything that went down. It's just, you saw f- sports fans come together 
in a very interesting way, obviously, with everything that was donated to his charity through the time that he was in the hospital. He's trying to make $2,000 for uh, kids that uh, what was it with the toys and I'm not explaining. He's raising money, Morgan. He's raising money, right? He's raising money for a lot of youth in his community and it ended up being like over a million dollars. So it's um, it's really cool that he got to be there after everything he was going through. I think after what th- three weeks ago, he almost died on national TV and still has like help with an oxygen Man. tank and like is going to have a long battle through all of this. But to be there with his team in that stadium, um, just my dog of the day. Yes. Uh, in the chat, by the way, someone mentioning <laughs> Thank you. their dog of the day. Going to Fred Warner. Yeah, I know. We talk Ooh. so much about Brock Purdy, but, I mean, Fred Warner has yes. been the dude for the Niners for years now. Yesterday with the pick, nine tackles. Linebacker looking like a safety at times. It doesn't matter where it is on the floor. Oh, that pass breakup he had? On the, on the field? That, yes. That was a big deal, too. And I'm watching that play back. Uh, they, they played it today on ESPN and the breakdown of it. Dude, Dak had T.Y. Hilton wide open. Would have been a touchdown mm. on that play. Elects to go deep down the field. Fred Warner in coverage. Your linebacker in coverage. Tremendous, dude. That yeah. guy is definitely a dog. Yeah. Chris, do you have a dog of the day? Yeah, I have a dog of the day. Unfortunately, not all dogs are good dogs. Oh! Most dogs dog? are good. Okay. But some are bad dogs. <laughs> bad t- dogs! The tiny ones are usually bad. They're kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be Mine nice. is going to be... Everton manager, Frank Lampard. Oh, Frank, dude, I'm with I you on this. I hate him. You oh. should hate him because just last season, they barely made it out of the relegation zone, stayed in, and the entire park goes absolutely insane. What are they doing now? Oh, they're 3 6 and 11. Ugh. Just can't play anything against West Ham. They look like absolute garbage. They're I mean, not going to get any players coming in. Same, I had the same thought. About Frank, right? Yeah. 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 And, and and I think Frank can do a better job, but he's a bad to To bad Frank dog. Lampard, bad dog. Bad dog. I don't know who Frank is, but it might be the only mention we'll ever have of Frank who? Lampard. Lamp Lampard. I'll never forget that name now. Lampard. Lamp. Lamp. Ard. Lampard. Lampard. I don't like Frank the guy. Frank Lampard. I, I don't, one, Stupid I don't, last name. I don't like his name at all. Mm-mm. Frank? Get out of here, well, I was, Frank. I, I was actually the last name. Yeah, uh, that too. Don't hey. say that to Cardicelli. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Now he's Frank. Frank E. Frank E, right? It's Frank E. Frank Edwards, Cardicelli. Frank E. Frank E. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Get out of here, Lampard. <laughs> yes. Uh, Great bit. Great appreciate bit. everyone with their dogs of the day. The Kings are going to need a dog-like performance today. You know who was another good dog candidate, in my opinion? Joe Burrow. I mean... He is established himself as one of the guys in the league. And you, you've seen what he did last year going to Kansas City. They're down 21-3. to three. They go on to go to the Super Bowl. Now he's got a chance to go again, back-to-back years. They have to go through Kansas City again. But yesterday, I don't know, going into that, call me a casual. I'm going, all right, Buffalo's at home. They're all fired up. They throw fans through tables. It's snowing. DeMar <laughs> Hamlin's there. Bills are probably going to roll in that game. And Burrow goes in there and just destroys. Yeah, it would. I mean, it, what Joe Cool, cool, calm, and collected all the I don't time. Like the Joe Cool, nickname. whatever. Right, I know why we don't, and we shouldn't have that be his nickname. But they're my down point, three offensive linemen, and you did not notice. No, you didn't notice, and you even had that. Um, 
the one drive where uh, he threw it into his receiver. They didn't end up calling it a catch when it was a beautiful oh, pass in a chase, yeah. beautiful catch. So um, something that just really irritated me yesterday when uh, the NFL overthinks what a catch really is because let's just overthink football. No, it's football. And if you didn't have every stupid camera, then you wouldn't have to realize if it was or was not a catch. And then what I loved is that Tony Romo was talking about it. Can I can I go on my rant really quick? Oh, go on it. You're there. And Tony Romo fire. was talking about it. And first they're talking about like, oh yeah, I think that's a catch and everything. And then as soon as they get word that it's not, they're like, well, that's a great call. It wasn't a good call. We don't need to fake and act like it's a good call. It wasn't a good call. I don't understand understand how we look at plays like that and go thank you and then we agree like yeah it's, it's like no the nfl is telling you it's not a catch but your eyes when you saw the play you went hey that's a catch oh wait let's look at it for seven minutes zoom in and go well he kind of bobbled it did he complete the catch the guy made a hell of a catch let's call a touchdown and let's move on that call like, bad dog common sense rule rules for the nfl please Thank you. Oh, we got so much coming up, including next. We're going to talk more about the Niners headed to their third NFC championship in four years. 49ers insider Matt Mayoko joins us, our first guest on the new show. Yay! It's Jason Moe. It's Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo, our debut show on Sacktown Sports. So excited, so excited to, be to be here because, because it's live and local, local all day. day. And what, and what better, better time, time to be to live and local when we got when the, the Niners going, going back, back to the, the NFC, NFC championship. championship. And, of, and course, of course, the Kings, Kings are rolling. rolling. Let's, Let's bring, bring in our, in our first, first guest of the, of the new, new show. show. He is, he is a long time. time. 49ers, 49ers reporter, of course, with NBC Sports, Sports Bay Area. Area. I, think I think when he started, he started covering, covering the team, Morgan was like three. three? Is that true? Oh, I didn't mean to date wow. him, but he is the one and only Matt Mayoko. What's up, Matt? <laughs> I, I actually think when I started covering the team, I was three. So <laughs> we're even. Dude, uh, Matt, we appreciate you uh, taking time. Uh, little, Some people may not know this, Morgan, yeah. but Matt... A big Matthew Delavadova fan. Yes. No, no. huge Matthew Delavadova fan. And I think every single night he's really mad at Mike <laughs> Brown for not putting him in. Is that correct, Matt? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I live about uh, two miles from St. Mary's. And so I go to all the games. I've, I've known that Mike Brown and Randy Bennett have been friends for a long time. Um, and it was kind of cool to hear Mike Brown give him a shout-out the other night. But, yeah, no, definitely I, I was uh, – Saw all of Delvadova's games through his four-year career at St. Mary's, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to to track him. And come on, got to get him more minutes. Yeah, the yeah, Kings the have Kings to have maybe get some blowouts. But dude, I think he's he honestly has meant a lot to this team, just a veteran presence. Well, Matt, um, you've been covering this team, this Niners team, for a long, long time. I'm curious for you, where does this Brock Purdy story rank for you? I mean. You know, it, it hasn't been written yet, at least not in its entirety. But I mean, I can't think of anything more wild than what they've done and what they've done with Brock Purdy. I mean, when you think about all the teams that have gotten, you know, this far in franchise history and teams that, you know, won 13 games in the regular season, now that's, of course, up to 15 games when you include the postseason. You know, yeah, there were a couple of years there. The one year, 2019, of course, with Garoppolo, and they had that good team and went to the Super Bowl. And, and last year uh, with Garoppolo until he got injured in the postseason and he just wasn't the same guy. 
but you know, usually these, these kinds of teams have a hall of fame caliber quarterback, you know, whether it's Joe Montana or Steve young. And so, you know, there was a point, I, I think up until my final roster projection before the start of the regular season, I had Brock Purdy on the outside looking in because I thought, well, you know, they like him. Sure. But I'm sure they'll end up releasing him and mm-hmm. just have him, you know, in their building on the practice squad. And so I don't know if the 49ers got intel that mm-hmm. another team might be looking to add him to their 53-man roster, or they just said, you know, probably the latter. You know, they probably just said, he's so good. We want to keep him around. We don't want to take any chances of losing him. And what a what, what a decision that was because they've kept – Usually they keep two quarterbacks on their active roster this year. They decided to keep three and who would have ever thunk that you go to your third string quarterback and the team is better because of it, but you cannot make an argument that the 49ers offense, you know, yesterday's game was, uh, you know, not following that arc of, you know, the team scoring a lot of points and kind of tearing it up offensively. But you cannot deny that this offense has taken a significant step forward with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of the coolest parts, too, is just seeing how all these vets seem to really be rallying behind him. I mean, what do you think's really impressing them about him and his game? I think it's that he is one of them. You know, these guys like Fred Warner and George Kittle and uh, Trent Williams and Nick Bosa – and I could go on and on and on. These guys are all serious football players. You know, they're they're not guys who do a whole lot of extracurricular stuff. You know, they love to play the game. You know, they play with passion. Uh, they're students of the game. And you know, the foreigners have done a good job of, of finding these guys who are all about football and who take it seriously and make sure that nothing kind of gets in the way of, of success. And I think what Brock Purdy did was he came in and you know, he kept his mouth shut, but he worked hard. He studied hard when he got on the practice field, he did all the right things. He never repeated a mistake. He never was, you know, at, at a loss for what to do. You know, he did, he put in the work and the veteran guy saw that. And I think he, there was a very high opinion of him in the locker room even before he stepped on the field. And then once he played against the Miami Dolphins, then there's street cred of, you know, not only does this guy do all the work, but he's also a gamer. You know, he's not one of these guys who wilts under pressure. You know, he showed poise, composure, self-confidence, and he wasn't afraid to tell the veteran guys, you know, hey, shut up, you know, I'm in the huddle now. And so he just won the respect. I think he, he won the respect of them with, what he did behind the scenes. But then, you know, when there's 65, 70,000 people watching you, what you do then, that's how you truly mm-hmm. gain the trust of your teammates. Man, even Man, yesterday, yesterday too, too, when you're going up against a Dallas defense that has that speed, that obviously is a good defense. They did a great job yesterday. I love that he didn't get rattled. I feel like that was such a big test for him. It's like, okay, you've been scoring like 40 points in a game, 35 <laughs> points. The offense is rolling. How are you going to handle life when there's maybe a little more adversity? Things aren't what they have been. 
And in that second half, I mean, he made some big-time plays still and was able to not make any mistakes. He had that one near pick with Diggs. But other than that, I know the numbers don't jump out to you, but I, I think it was just impressive to see how he carried himself under different circumstances. Absolutely. I mean, look at Dak Prescott. You know, look at all the the experience he has. And he's a franchise quarterback. And he's, you know, he's making whatever, $40 million a year. And Brock Purdy comes in there. And yeah, Brock Purdy didn't light it up. You know, they only scored one touchdown in the game. But Brock Purdy played a better game than Dak Prescott. There's no question about it. You know, Prescott threw the two interceptions and could have had a third one there at the end. Uh, but what Purdy does is he gives his team a chance. And he, he has a very good perspective on, you know, kind of living to play another down. You know, throwing the ball away. There was a play... Uh, in the first half, I guess it was where, you know, he kind of spun out of the pocket. He had, you know, defenders coming at him, including Micah Parsons, and he spun around and kind of lost his footing, but stayed up and had the presence of mind to be able to throw it out the back of the end zone right before taking a big time hit. So he's just done all the right things. The only, you know, the only play yesterday where you go, wow, that, that was really too close for comfort was right at the end of the first half. When he held on to the ball way too long, mm-hmm. you know, he, that ball should have come out quickly, come out out of bounds and, you know, three or four seconds left on the clock. And then Robbie gold tries to kick a field goal instead. I, I'm not sure what he was thinking. Um, finally, when he threw it away, I think the, uh, you know, the scoreboard operator did the 49ers a solid by, you know, leaving one second on that clock. But Ooh, no, I like just, the theory. They, you think they did him a favor there? Yeah. <laughs> No, I just think other than that, you know, Brock Purdy has done. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more than what he's given this team. No, no, and that's not- exactly it. And I think when you look at this whole situation, before we ask you about this matchup against the Eagles, Brock Purdy, can we just say it? He's the future for the 49ers right now, right? I I can't imagine that they have seen what Brock Purdy has done and then go in any other direction. Uh, Cause I think, you know, what the reason they moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the, the public reason was, you know, the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's just include that as a reason. Uh, Brock Purdy was healthy through his entire college career. He's been healthy, you know, more, you know, more consistently already than Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance ever has been. I don't think that Kyle Shanahan liked, uh, I'd put, put it to that. I think Kyle Shanahan, now I know Kyle Shanahan was frustrated with Garoppolo and how he saw the field and how, um, you know, he ran the offense. I think Purdy has been spot on and Purdy's even making plays going to the fourth quarterback or the fourth receiver in the progression. You know, even the play yesterday, the the Kittle catch that kind of sparked the 49ers, he wasn't even in the progression. And then Kittle saw an opening in the middle of the field. He put his hand out for Purdy. Purdy saw him and delivered the pass. So it's, I think, the big reason they, they wanted to get away from Garoppolo and ultimately go with Trey Lance was because of the mobility, the escapability, the 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 aspect of being able to make plays when nothing's there. Well, you know, we haven't seen really much of all at all of Trey Lance, 
but everything the 49ers wanted their next quarterback to be after Garoppolo, that's Brock Purdy. Maybe maybe without the like cannon arm, which Trey Lance has, but his arm is good enough and it's going to get stronger. He just has this it factor. And I I just can't imagine, you know, after after going, uh, you know, I guess it's eight games now since he came into the lineup and he came into that lineup uh, with the Frayers trailing to the Dolphins seven to three in the first quarter. So, you know, I know it's not considered a win for him, but. Between the three of us, let's let's agree that was a win for Brock Purdy. So they're eight and zero with him wow. at the quarter, quarterback position. I know I we're know up what? against it, but I have to ask you early thoughts on this matchup, NFC Championship, headed to Philly. Uh, how do you think this may go down on Sunday? I think it's going to be a battle, yeah. <laughs> like it was Sunday against the Cowboys. I mean, the intensity of that game and the way. The players spoke after the game. That was that was intense. And I think the Eagles and Cowboys are comparable, just as I think the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers are all comparable. Those are the three best teams in the NFC. The Eagles are coming off just a, a walloping of the New York Giants. The 49ers probably have a few more bruises. Uh, they were drained after that game. I think it's going to be great. And I think it's, you know, it's a – a great defensive line of the Eagles, a great offensive line of the Eagles. Um, you know, probably I'm trying to think here. Yeah. Probably the best, you know, if they, if they, they had an MVP for the NFC and an MVP for the AFC, the AFC as will be the NFL, uh, offensive player or MVP of the league, that would be Patrick Mahomes. But in the NFC, it's probably Jalen Hurts. And we just saw, you know, what they did when he wasn't on the field. So I, I just think it's a, a great matchup. And I think the 49ers have probably the more recognizable star power, but the Eagles have every bit the star power from young guys who are flying around playing great football on the defensive side. I think it's going to be an epic battle. Matt, we Matt, can't we thank you enough you know. for uh, making time for us today. I know it's been a busy stretch. Kick ass this week. I know everyone's got to check out the 49ers Talk podcast and his work at NBCSportsBayArea.com. Matt, thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right, Deuce, Mo, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All, right, All right, coming up next, show rolls on. We're not done. The Kings play their biggest game of the season tonight. That's in my opinion. We're going to talk with the one and only Mark jo- Jones or Jones. Is it Jones or Joe? I, I'm pretty sure Jones? since we know him, we're going to call him Mark Jones. Mark Jones. There Jones you go. is next Ooh. on Sackdown Sports. Oh, yes. Welcome in Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo, we are live. Our debut show on Sacktown Sports and super excited about it. We're going to be on Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. And what better time to be live and local during the stretch when the Kings look like they're headed in the great direction? What better way to get started a big game tonight, Morgan. Mm-hmm. You got the Kings and Grizzlies tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest game of the year, and one of our favorite people on the planet yes. is the voice of the Kings. He's the one and only Mark Jones. What's up, Mark? Mark, Mark, Mark? Hey, everything's good. Everything's good. Excited as you guys are about the game tonight. I feel like this is one of those real 
litmus test games to find out where the Kings really are, you know, um, coming off a disappointing loss against Philadelphia and having to protect the home court and uh, with the playoffs and not just the playoffs, but beyond being the goal for the Kings this year, um, you know, getting a Memphis team that's going to be a little bit uh, irascible. There's a word for oh, it. Oh, irascible? A little irascible, cantankerous, you know, a <laughs> little salty coming in here. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Lost. They got dragged last night, man, for most of that game against Phoenix. I watched it, and, uh, you know, they're a tough team. They like to talk a little stuff, so it'll be a fun game tonight. Yeah, I, I, I love these type of atmospheres for a game like this because you're right. Memphis talks to everybody, mm-hmm. but they back it up. They play physical. They have fun doing it. And the Kings have been awesome against teams below 500, 18 and 5 against teams under 500. That's great. You're taking care of business. I'm really interested to see how they handle things tonight because they've got to match that physicality. And we know Steven Adams is just a force down low. He's done a great job rebounding. I just I, I think these are the, the fun moments for the, for a Kings team that's still trying to figure out totally who they are, but they're headed in a great direction. They're, they're going to learn a lot about themselves tonight because, uh, you know, one of the uh, deficiencies that Sacramento has had this year is trying to protect the paint. And lo and behold, Memphis is number one in the league mm-hmm. in points in the paint. Um, their most dynamic player, one of the, I think, top five players in the NBA, John Morant, is amongst leaders in points in the paint and non-rim uh, points in the paint and non-rim attempts in the paint. So got to keep him out of the lane tonight. That's going to be a big part of uh, De'Aaron Fox's assignment for most of the night. And uh, I, I really look forward to that matchup between those two guys because, you know, the one thing that I've really noticed about De'Aaron this year is um, how he's positively responded to uh, the prodding and the poking of Mike Brown constantly, how Mike keeps telling him, we need more out of you. And, you know, you look at Darren's numbers, he's averaging 24 a game, 50, 51% from the field, shooting a three at about 33%, doing a great job at the defensive end. And for your coach to want more, I think is fantastic. So, you know, th- this, this team as a whole is going to uh, find out, um, you know, just what they're made of tonight a little bit more. And Sabonis, too, you know, going up against, you mentioned Steven and Adams, um, arguably, I think, the strongest man in the NBA. I mean, I thought you were going to say the world because he might be up there. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that fans can look for tonight is when Steven Adams sets a ball screen for Jaw or anyone else, watch how many times that defender dies on that ball screen. I mean, he just crushes his opponents because he's so big and so sturdy. So being able to deal with that, whether it's fighting over, going under, whatever, getting help on the other side in a show or a double team, that's going to be a big part. And uh, I think we're going to see one of Mike Brown's best scheme defenses tonight. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's exactly what we see because, you know, talking about Steven Adams and his ability to get those second-chance opportunities and then, like you were saying, John Morant and his ability to get into the paint, play, make, score, whatever it may be, there's going to need to be a lot of perimeter pressure, a lot of resistance coming from this Kings defense, but Last time Mike Brown, after that loss against the Grizzlies, talked about doubling down on Steven Adams when crashing the boards. That's going to leave some guy open that maybe have an assignment to crash the board from a different angle. But the Kings defense, it can get things done if they're just super locked in and meet their physicality, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned it, uh, Mo. It's about being able to gain a rebound. It's got to be a collaborative effort um, on the glass because, um, you know, if you allow this team, in particular Stephen Adams, who leads the NBA in offensive rebounding rate, um, if you allow that to happen, it spells for a long night. We saw what happened against Philadelphia when, um, you know, we allowed them way too many second-chance opportunities and this team will punish you even more so because, you know, they've got Adams. They've got a lot of length in Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, who's a little bit of a mismatch threat at the offensive end. So uh, this squad, you know, the Kings, we're going to get tested in so many different ways this evening. But um, I've always been a proponent of the fact that the Kings are better defensively than the numbers indicate. I know they come into the game tonight with a defensive rating of 25th. But if you look at some of the different markers and metrics, uh, you know, in terms of contested shots in particular, um, you know, the team is actually getting getting it done for the most part. So uh, I'm expecting a second-half surge to get us up to around, you know, anywhere between 17 and 14 by the end of it because I think Mike is too good a defensive coach and Jordy does a fantastic job at that end of the floor. But tonight's going to be – uh, a great way to catalyze that change and a great team to do it. I, 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 I talked to Darren this morning at shoot-around, and he's excited about going against this team. He's excited against going against John Morant tonight. So that that's that's going to be fun. You know, Mark, yeah. this is, I believe, your third year calling Kings games. In the first couple of years, we had cardboard cutouts in the stands. And last year, of course, it was still kind of restrictions with the pandemic going on. This year, we see a full house. The team's playing well. Mm. I know you've been around the league for a long time. You've been in some of the best atmospheres. You've called big-time games, finals games, playoff games. Uh, what has been your impression being here on a regular basis with the energy that's in that building right now? I get excited going to the arena every time. I mean, it is phenomenal, the energy. You know, there have been a couple of times this year where I've walked to games just to, you know, as a journalist, get immersed in your environment. And uh, it, it's been great, man. You stopped at L Street and 19th, L Street and 18th, L Street and 17th, all the way up. People want to talk about Kings basketball. And it feels like everybody's in the arena. And, you know, when you start, you know, comparing, I know there's a lot of great fan bases around this league, but I can't think of one that's more passionate than this one here. And, and to watch the way that they've shown up this year to sell the building out night after night, that is a tangible impact a positive impact on the players on the floor because it matters um there are some nights where you know you look at the calendar today i'm looking at my watch it's the 23rd of january we're we're officially in the dog days of the nba season right so when you have a sellout crowd of well over seventeen thousand at golden one center uh, that becomes a big time home court advantage and you know sacramento's 15 and 10 this year at home could probably be a little bit better at the crib here but um, you know, it's you can't point the finger at the, the fans. They've been great. And, you know, there's, you know, if, if you ask me to rank the top three, man, I, I'd give us the top two spots on the podium and you can argue over the third place. <laughs> hey, hey. They, Mark, you know, people have been sleeping on that. They forgot. It's been a minute since the Kings have been in a winning environment. So everyone's talking about Golden State and OKC, Portland, Utah, you know, Boston. 
Kings fans been rocking for a long time, and they're thirsty, and they're feeling, right, Morgan? They're feeling some type of way right now. They've got all this pent-up energy, the beam they love. It's all of it, you guys. It's, I mean, you know, we talk about how this beam has been able to bring us together, but also the product on the floor is giving everyone something to feel so much joy about. And speaking of that product, I think two guys in Domas Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox have really taken their games to another level. Obviously, Domas was on another team for most of the year last season. Um, And then De'Aaron Fox, his maturity on the floor, off the floor, his leadership skills, everything has truly taken a leap. National media is starting to notice. Mark, you obviously are within the national media world as well. What are the vibes that you're getting from other people about these two? I get a lot of questions from my colleagues at ESPN about, um, hey, what's going on in Sacramento? (laughs) Bruh, I tried telling you. (laughs) You know, I tried to let you behind the red velvet rope early, but you wanted to wait and see who was going to come in the club first. But um, there's a curiosity about Sacramento as to, wow, are they really that good? And then I begin to explain to them that, you know, Mike is running an offense here that Jay Triano does a great job implementing too, of making it, you know, it's, it's an egalitarian system. Everybody participates in it. Everybody touches, everybody moves, everybody cuts. It's, it's, it's an equal opportunity deal, even though, you know, the hub is Sabonis a lot of times and Fox is probably our most dynamic score, but everybody's included. And that inclusivity uh, tells you that as, as tells me as a basketball person that that's something that's sustainable, and I think people are beginning to realize it now when they look at the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, Sacramento, that's that's real. I mean, we're forty five games into it. It's more than a trend. It's it's the thing. So um, you know, they they ask if it's sustainable. They ask, boy, how good is Sabonis? And I tell them he's kind of a poor man's Jokic right now in, in, in a kind of, you know, I mean that as a compliment, yeah. you know, um, and, and there are some things that he does better than Joker. Uh, I think he's a better defender than, than uh, Joker is. So uh, I, I don't know. I, um, and then Fox, you know, they asked about De'Aaron. I said, I said, De'Aaron's always been a very talented player amongst the elite point guards, but now you're noticing, I tell them because they're winning. And his numbers are not empty calories. They're contributing to winning. And that that starts at the top with Monty McNair and the way the franchise has been aligned since July in summer league. Mark, Mark, we can't thank you enough for being a part of our first show here. You are literally the best. We're so happy that you're here in Sacramento. And part of this rise, this is a fun time for this, for this city. So just kind of enjoying this come up, man. Hey, you know what, Deuce and Mo, uh, you two were – two of the first people I met when I came to Sacramento and you guys for me in a lot of ways are the face of this city, the basketball <laughs> heartbeat, uh, the people who are representative of Kings fans. And after I, rem- I remember doing my first interview with you all and congratulations on your, your slot on the show on the radio station, you guys, you guys do the damn thing. And I thought, wow, if I'm coming to Sacramento and this is what's waiting for me on this other side, uh, I can't wait to jet and, and get out there. So uh, keep up the great work. Uh, keep doing your thing, and I'll see you at Golden One tonight. Man, Thank you, Mark. that means so, so much, much, man. We'll see you tonight. Thank you so much. You got it. One and only Mark Jones. Ugh.
Man. My heart. He is just absolutely amazing. He is the best. Well, we got so much more to get to on the show. Live until 2 p.m. Uh, uh, we're late. People are going to yell at us. Is we're that late. What we're late. We're late. Does that happen? Yes. No. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more. Kings and Grizzlies, the biggest game of the season. We've got so much more. Live until 2 p.m. before Kettles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. Oh, yes, the show rolls on. Deuce and Mo. Yes, we are back. This is not a mistake. It's not an old episode from way back when when we did a show here. No, this is live. Sacktown Sports is live and local from 6 a.m. to 6 p. Because the people wanted it. The people demanded it. And the Kings are headed in a nice direction. I love it. It's a fun time in Sacramento. Yeah, it is. Shout out to Mark Jones, who just joined us. If you missed it, you could catch it on our YouTube page later today. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Also, the app is free. Sacktown Sports in the App Store. You need to know that our show is live on YouTube. And during the breaks, we actually stay alive over there and chat with the people. We just talk with the people a little bit before we're back on. Three hours of liveness on YouTube and obviously three hours of content uh, on the app and obviously on the radio. You guys need to know this is not just a radio show, right? Yeah, it's on the radio. Uh -uh. You old school people listening on 1140 on the 50,000 watt flamethrower. Yes, or 96.1-2 FM. That's awesome. But you can also get us on the app. You can get us on YouTube. We are going to be everywhere and in your face. Oh, a little aggressive, but... No, it's not. Okay. Uh, But, by the way, how about Mark Jones putting us over? I... How much did you pay him? Zero. That guy... Can I just tell you guys a Mark (sighs) Jones story for a second? Yes, everybody. Yes, please tell us. I'm dying to know. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. So... (laughs) One of the first times we, I filled in on NBC Sports California with Morgan, and he was not doing the game that night. Kyle Draper was. If you're a Drapes guy, you know that. Um, after our pregame show, Mark Jones sent us the nicest text ever, saying, I was watching you guys. He gave us feedback. I'm like, amazing. This guy's on a plane watching us and then takes the time, some big shot. ESPN Kings announcer give, yeah. taking the time out of his day to give us some love and, to give us some feedback. And then it wasn't only then. Yep. Deuce and I got an opportunity with NBA TV and ESPN at, in Las Vegas to do some sideline play-by-play and color analyst work for four days straight. Right. Mark Jones, you know it. He texts and he just tells us, "Hey, good job." You know, all, just words of encouragement. Just those are the type of people in this business. Yes, that that is why they are where they are because they empower others. They're amazing humans. Just so thankful that he's here. Yeah, and he'll be on the call tonight for Kings Grizzlies. Of course, you can hear the action on Sacktown Sports. Seven o'clock pregame, seven thirty tip off tonight. A seven thirty tip off. I should hate be illegal. Th- we don't like seven thirty tip offs. Too late. Uh, but it is Kings Grizzlies. There's going to be a buzz in the air oh. at the arena that night. There's certain nights you walk in the arena and you go, "Ooh, got the chills." It's a big game. <laughs> tonight feels like a big game. Are you with me on that? I- or- I'm with you. You seem like you're not totally with me on it's a big game. You, no, no, no. I I think it is a big game. I'm. I think. Um. I think I'm scared. Desmond Bain is here against the Kings. You know, we I'm, haven't seen him. I'm sorry. Did you say Desmond Bain? Desmond Bain. It's me, Desmond Bain. To Whose drop Bain threes. is better? Chris? Whose Bain is better? Okay, you go first. Okay, I, ready? You have to talk about how John Morant's your favorite. Okay. 
It's me, Desmond Bain, and John Morant is my favorite player. Okay, now give me a prompt. Okay, you have to talk about how Steven Adams is the best rebounder. Oh, are you worried about Steven Adams? But you can't forget about me, Desmond Bain. Chris? Okay, I would go with Deuce. Thank you. But both of you guys have accents that come and go throughout the impression. Okay. All right. Yeah, so basically you still suck. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. I want to look at the injury report because I want to double check some things tonight. By the way, Chemezi Metu is listed as questionable tonight. After that, no. We, can we sit the guy for a second after what happened to take, him in that Sixers game? Take a second, game? bud, okay? Just take a few seconds out, okay? Your knee literally bent the other way. My uh, goodness. Someone in the chat was saying Morant is questionable, so I just want to see if that is confirmed. But, yeah, I, I do feel like it's a big game tonight, and like you were saying, it's with Bain in the lineup. It's um, different. I it mean, is, and I think John Morant is questionable for tonight. Same with Stephen Adams. So... But Again, we saw this the other mm, night with James Harden and Joel Embiid out. It still it it changes things, but it shouldn't change your mindset and how you go into this game. So yeah, John Morant with an ankle questionable, Stephen Adams knee questionable for tonight's mm. game. Yeah, and and you're right. It does it changes things because those two guys are obviously impactful players. But I mean, this Grizzlies team can win without Jaw because you mentioned, yeah, Tyus Jones. He's one of the best backup point guards in the league, probably the best. And oh, by the way, you still have size Jaron Jackson Jr., who is maybe the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year. I don't care who's there, who's not there. Yeah, it's a good team that they have the depth, they've got the toughness, they have a style of play. You know when you play the Memphis Grizzlies, it's going to be a certain style. I'm eager to see how the Kings respond, whether or not those guys play tonight. I'm with you because I think that sometimes a mentality shift can come about when it's like, oh, good, we're not having those guys in, so this is how we're going to play differently. Or you just you studied up for the game against those two, so it does change up the game plan a little bit. But the game plan standard should still be super high with how you come in matching the mentality, matching the the physicality of the other squad. Uh, you talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. and just his ability to protect the rim. It's makes life so much harder for the Sacramento Kings when they are trying to score in the paint, especially if their outside shots aren't falling. And we saw that happen a couple games ago, even in that win against OKC. Shots were not looking pretty. And they still ended up pulling out the W, but that wasn't even from, like, tired legs, right? And so that's what makes me nervous at times when those shots aren't falling and you have someone in the middle that can just, like, dominate i'm pretty irritated if those guys sit tonight i just wanted a, a real measuring stick game a, a true test okay uh, how, how have you respond how you respond after the sixers game is one thing but it's also the last time you faced them you know adams did his thing he had that 23 rebound yeah. game. he's averaged 16 rebounds a game against the kings i just want to see the true test the you know, it's same with the sixers you know you want to see how this team performs against the best of the best, not different versions. I, of course, you, you will, you'll take the win or whatever if yeah. you're able to win, but I want to see them go head-to-head with some of these best teams in the league. And by the way, another reason why we got to get rid of back-to-backs in the league because I'm there are people who are trying to go to this game tonight because they want to see Ja Morant play, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see Ja play. You want to. There's little kids who want, want to see to. the Fox-Morant matchup. But, hey, back-to-back, they played last night, so these teams elect to rest him. Do you think we're going to have some um, 
bandwagon Grizzly fans coming along? Yes, there's okay. a ton of bandwagon cool, cool, Grizzlies cool. fans. We'll talk cool. more about that game. Oh, also, did you guys hear the comments that Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce had to say about the Sacramento yes. Kings? Let's hear them again. Yeah, we'll do that. Coming up next on Sackdown Sports. Oh, yes. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, we are live in the afternoon, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time every day. I'm repeating that a lot for the people who are in and out with the radio, but I know the people on YouTube stay through. They're hanging with us at YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports. So cool. 1140. So cool. Also, you can download that Sacktown Sports app. Kings and Grizzlies tonight getting word that John Morant and Steven Adams questionable for this game tonight. Grizzlies have lost two in a row, including last night in Phoenix to the Suns. They're down 29 points in that game. Rallied to cut it to two at the end, but they have lost a couple of games in a row. And the Kings' six-game win streak was snapped just the other night to the shorthanded Sixers. I want to move on from that game. And I don't care who's playing. Just go win the game tonight. Just please. I'm with you. I I'm it's it I don't need that's why I'm like, oh, I don't need it to be a test. I I understand what you were saying uh before the break just talking about how look, you want to see the team for what it really is and what they are and part of their identity is Steven Adams and John Morant. Um but at the same time for the Kings right now, I'm just in that groove of like just get every W can you can, especially coming off of a really disappointing loss against the Sixers. Like, let's make things better. Get this win against the Grizzlies. I don't care if a lot of people out there are going to be saying, that's without Steven Adams. Doesn't matter. Don't care. You got to take care of business. And I, I want them to be better at home. They're 15 and 10 at home. They could be better than that. They could be had, better. They've had some home games at... To be honest, I think the most disappointing losses they've had this year, for the most part, have been on the home floor. The Charlotte game, uh-huh. that one Lakers game, uh, the Hawks, right? Even early on against the Blazers way early on, they've had some disappointing home losses. So I want them to kind of get it going on the home floor again. I think that, to me, is important, especially in the back half of the season. I think that goes a long way. Hey, by the way, there's so many ways to hit us up during the show. You can also be in the YouTube chat. We're reading it. Shout out to Tina, who says, just got my Deuce and Mo shirt in the mail. Awesome. Oh, appreciate thank you. that. So we appreciate everyone watching us live there. Also, you can hit us up if you ever want to call us 1-800-920-1140. That's 1-800-920-1140. I didn't realize we actually had people here. Uh, let's check in first with Neil. What's up, Neil? Deucey. What Little is up? Deucey, Mo. Hi, Neil. Hey, how are you? Good. I am so happy for you guys. Thank you, You man. know, uh... Real quick, though, um, you were just talking about a Deuce and Mo shirt. I recently broke my Deuce and Mo coffee cup on accident, and I thought it was going to be bad luck for you guys. And look what that did for you guys. Dude, I'm you gl- owe me a big thank you. Well, I'm one, I think it, I'm you. glad it was on accident. Uh-huh. You weren't like mad at something we said and like oh. broke it. Like, oh, I hate them. Um, but yeah, I guess it was good luck, man. That was my favorite cup, Deucey. <laughs> well, what? I, uh, I've been tracking, I've been an audio radio junkie for as long as you two have been alive, really. And I've been following uh, both of your careers. I was was listening when Deuce was a little grunt for the Rise guys back in the day. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And uh, over the last few years, I've been so impressed with what you guys have done for yourself. And I've been shocked that one of our local stations didn't try to take advantage of it. 
And I'm glad to see someone has finally been smart enough to do it. You guys well deserve it. I'm very uh, happy for you guys to have this opportunity. I wanted to call in and say it. Well, we appreciate, wow. I mean, and honestly, one, thank you so much. So much. Number two, it, and it, people say this all the time being serious, like it would not have happened if that we didn't have the support from people who listen to our podcast and that blew up in a big time way. And then, yeah, some people finally woke up. Hey, right? like, <laughs> hey thanks for waking up, huh? Back up the Brinks truck for Deuce and Mo, and maybe you'll have a chance. We're, we're joking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Oh. Uh, but hey, Neil, we appreciate you checking in, man. Good to hear your voice. You bet. Be well. Hey, can I give a quick recommendation? Yeah. Uh, what you got? Uh, I just finished listening to an audio book that every sports fan, Sacramento King, should read. Okay. Such a Beautiful Family by T.R. Riggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Good plug. Yes, Morgan's uh, mom is an author. So. Oh, my nice God. Plug. That is an amazing plug. Yes, yeah. T.R. Reagan killing it with her thrillers. Literally killing in her thrillers. Everybody yeah. in her thrillers. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, correct. Absolutely, absolutely. What's um, her body count at now? Yeah. Oh, That's um, a great that, question. We you should need to find ask out how- her. I don't know. She's written like 18 thrillers, so I'm going to guess... Uh, let's say an at average. least one, uh, one a book. Oh, more book. There's some very bad things that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'll um, get I'll get a number for you. Real fast, the thing I was talking about before the break. It's one thing for us to give the Kings love, and yeah. you hear like locally Mark Jones, which is cool, right? Yeah, dude, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, two future Hall of Famers, were on Showtime. Dude, they were giving the Kings so much love, and guess what? They said they believe in the Kings. He ain't his game ain't sexy. You ain't looking yeah, at you ain't yeah. looking at him. Right. You know it ain't sexy. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear the heart tone. Yeah, right. you know it ain't. So you ain't really Is looking. He efficient at though, man. He productive. It, it's like all right. At the end of the day, when you look at them numbers, twenty, fifteen, he, right here. six. I'm right here. Yeah, I'm right here. He holds his own, man. Yeah. I, I like I like what he's doing. I like how the Kings culture. You can see it has made a, a, a super change from what it used to be. So, yeah, shout to Sacramento, man. Mm-hmm. They, I know, man, they've been driving that for a minute, man. Good to see them. Well, Mike Brown, they shout, gonna, out yeah, to shout to Mike Brown. He's going to be up for Coach, coach of the, the year. year. He should. He should, straight up. And then, too, man, they, what you think they're going to finish? Did they finish top four, top five? The way they're playing I now, think huh? I think, think they're going to be up there, man, because they've been healthy. If they stay healthy, because a lot of these older teams behind them, they're inconsistent. Yeah. They're dealing with injuries. Injuries, yeah. They stay, they young, they spry, and they a team you don't want to see on the back to back. Them young legs, you come in the sack, they they pressing the beam. They got the whole new energy up there. The energy is is shifted in sack. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get up there. Shout to Matt Barnes. Right. Dude, that's Kevin Garnett. That's Paul Pierce. Those are guys who know basketball. And you didn't they didn't sound like casuals. You know, you hear a lot of like NBA pundits and oh, you haven't watched the Kings. It's clear you have not seen Sabonis and Fox actually play a game. They actually sound locked in. And not only that, it's like there. sometimes you'll hear some that want to jump on for the fun. So they're like, well, yeah, they're doing things great. No, those two actually watching some stuff. A uh, little shout out to Matt Barnes there at the end. So they're watching their guy, Matt Barnes, uh, with the Sacramento Kings. And it's just, I don't care what anyone says. It is cool hearing 
those two talk about the Sacramento Kings in this light. It is still cool hearing anyone in the national media give love to the Sacramento Kings because I don't know if you guys know this, something that we have not heard from years. And in fact, we've heard the opposite for the Kings for so many years. Yeah, they also gave love to um, Deard Fox. They, they feel like it's going in a good direction. Do we have time to even play that last cut? We probably don't. Anyway, it was it was just really cool to hear two guys that sound locked into what the Kings are doing. And, you know, I think sometimes Kings fans have a little PTSD over the last 16 years. It's been a lot, right? A lot of losing. Sometimes you've got high hopes and then it comes crashing down. I think for the first time in a long time, it feels like it's truly shifting in Sacramento. Yep, I'm with you. All right, coming up next, we got... Closing time? We go over some of the stories we may have missed, and we get you closer to Cattles and Rami. Kings and Grizzlies tonight. The Niners are in the NFC Championship game. It's a beautiful time on Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports, Deuce and Mo, first show in like almost seven years. Kind of insane. Uh, oh yeah, that is that is correct. It is weird, and it's weird that this is the last segment already. And you know, you, you're saying that now, but like, I wait know. a few, wait a few weeks, <laughs> I wait know. a few weeks, and you're gonna be like, oh, God, can we? Why did we do that third hour? That sucks. <laughs> but we shouldn't say that too loud because. Uh, Rami's here from Cal's and Rami. They're on two to six now. They gained an additional hour. So yeah. I. Try four. Yeah, yeah try four, Morgan. Try four. I, I'm sorry. I know that sounds way more difficult. And I just met Rami, and I'm so excited that I had the uh, the ability to meet you like live, also on camera. Oh, good. They're getting yeah, you, you on guys camera. Do That's the show this. in the break. Which yes, I, which just, I said to you is brave. Nick and I do. The, we say the things you can't say on the air. Dirt. That's what the break is for. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Cattles and Robbie yeah, yeah. show. You no, know that what makes I mean? sense. You, you, yeah, we're just we're idiots. And go, hey, let's just keep uh, let's keep rolling here. Um, first of all, I heard you the other day when they made the announcement, and you, you, you the, the standard you have set for us is just way too high. More, I don't know if you heard this. He was raving. Oh, this is the biggest it's signing a huge ever. Signing. It's yeah. a big signing. You got it. You got yeah. Hey, Do I hey. need to chill out on yeah, that? Do you guys want out, me to man. lower the bar? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> the we, bar is too. I do. I do. I do say like set the bar low, and then yeah, if you, yeah, and then you, you can exceed like, expectations. So my bad. It's not my signing. It's that. not like LeBron going to the Lakers. It's like. The Kings getting Kevin Herter. I, I said it was. Ooh, that, I said I said it was Sabonis like. If you want me to say it's, I, if you want me to say it's more Herter like, I'll say it's more Herter like. Yeah. You guys are the red velvet of the station. If that's oh what you my prefer. God. Oh my god, this is hilarious. Oh, the love. It feels amazing. But um, thank you. No problem. Um, for setting the standard so high. Mm-hmm. Oh dear God. Um, so how are you liking uh, Sacramento? The city. Like, did you have any preconceived like? perceptions not, when it came to really scene. no not not uh. really because you don't hear about northern california so much when Ooh. you're from where i'm from like yeah. when you i'm I'm from the i lived my whole life in the midwest 
when you hear about California, you hear about like Beach Town. You hear about LA, you mm-hmm. hear about San Francisco, maybe a little bit about Oakland, and that's where it stops. Like you don't hear about yeah. the rest of California yeah. if you're from where I'm from. So I had no preconceived notions really when I came out here. I knew the Kings, obviously I knew the Kings were here. I wasn't sure what kind of sports team what, what kind of sports town it was. Outside of that, which is like our job, doing yeah. what we do is yeah. knowing what kind of sports town you're living and working in. But it's been it's been great. Um, my girlfriend, we we're doing the long distance thing for a while. Oh. She just moved out here. Congrats. At the new year. Thank you. So oh. now I have somebody to like go Dude. explore the city with a little bit and yeah. see things and so do things. You yeah. live in like downtown? downtown? Live in Midtown. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, good. There's good so job. many people who move here and they go on the outskirts and they don't know Sacramento. You're yeah. all... You're, you're talking about Nick Cattles right now. Oh, like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so no. Nick Cattles. Oh, yeah. He's probably in Roseville or something. He can't hear us right now, so um, no, for sure. No, that is so great. And, and I mean, you talk about you had no idea, like, what it was going to even be like a sports town. Is it is it interesting to see how crazy this town is about the Sacramento Kings? I could tell. Like, there there are certain things that I think translate or relate to any any fan base or any, any sports market, which... One of the things is like hungry fans, like fans that have, and I, I you yes. guys can see the hat. Yeah, I grew yep. up in the Chicago area, Cubs fan. Like I finally, finally in 2016, they did it. But my whole life was suffering as a Cubs fan. You know what I mean? And I know that feeling when it breaks through. I li- I worked in Milwaukee for a while, and the Bucks were nothing but suffering. Yeah, forever. And when they broke through, I was I was lucky enough to like be part of that celebration, go to the parade, the whole thing. So I knew that Kings fans were kind of in that boat and just waiting, just waiting for a reason to to pop. And they're getting every reason they could possibly get to pop this year. It is insane. With what they're doing. And it's been great. It's been great to to talk about every day, to watch, to see it happen, to see it grow and flourish. It's awesome. Eight winning seasons in 38 years for the Kings. We know. Thank you. (laughs) Only 10 playoff appearances. So it's like they are thirsty. They are parched. They've got sand in their mouth. They are ready for this. To finally go into a right direction. All right. Uh, I think it's the time. Let's bring it on. It's closing time. Closing time. It's closing is. time. You'll but get it. But before we go, you know we have to give you a last call. All right. Closing time. It's pretty simple. We got a whole bunch of random topics at the end of the show. Uh, we can just go around the room with this. Uh, who do you guys think had the most impressive performance uh, in the NFL weekend? Why not just give it to Brock Purdy, right? Because we're kind of in Niners Nation, and we've given love to a lot of different guys. But I'm going to go Brock Purdy, being the rookie quarterback that he is, and obviously stepping up to not even have his best performance in some of these games that he has won, but to still help lead a team. I think Nick is going to have a rant on the show today Ooh. about how people are getting a little too carried away with Brock Purdy. Oh, so oh Nick! Oh, if of we could just cut that for, for <laughs> you son of me later today. I'm going to get this desk great. so messy for him, he's not even going to be able to clean it. Do um, can, I, can I put it on a unit? Yeah. The, the 49ers yeah. defense yeah. was it. amazing. Amazing on Sunday. So that, that that's where I would go. Uh, how about your, Joe Burrow, anyone? I don't know. Yeah. Going yeah, to Buffalo in the snow—that's pretty, pretty cool. That was a dominant performance, and now he's moving up in he, the NFL. Man, he's one of the, he's one of the guys. Okay, he's got the personality, the flair. I dig him. We get it. All right, next up, uh, Patrick Lavon Mahomes the second <laughs> winning a playoff game. On basically one leg. Yeah, they, they amputated it, I think, and he's, he kept playing. I'm sure you would go full Ronnie Lott and say, just oh. take it. That, I mean, all that on a peg leg, it was pretty impressive. That was that was pretty good. Okay, a lot of good good stories of the weekend, okay? Uh, Rui Hachimura trade, traded to the Lakers today. Does mm-hmm. that do anything for you and 
the Lakers. Okay. So it does for me in the sense of I really like Rui. I think at the end of the day, does it move the needle for the Lakers? No. Probably not at all. They're going to have to make a lot more moves if they actually want to be the playoff team that they want to be with LeBron James. Um, but I do believe it's like the start of something. Yeah, I don't think it changes much for the Lakers. I think he's somebody who you add him to the Kings or another team that's like right there on on the verge of, of contending or being taken a little more seriously in the playoff picture, he he helps a team like that. I don't, the Lakers are too far away for Rui Hachimura to make a difference. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I understand it's kind of a low-risk move for them. It's not like they had to give up a ton to do it. No. His size and all that. But I think the idea of Rui is better than the reality of what he brings to the table. I think people look at him, oh, he's big, he's long. Oh, if he could do this, this, and this. He has it on a consistent basis. So... Uh, it's it's an okay move, but it's not going to all of a sudden propel them. Uh, you know, this day, 2015, Clay Thompson scored an NBA record 37 points Ugh. in the third quarter against the Kings. Uh, Morgan, one quarter, uh, one quarter. Where does this rank on the painful uh, Kings scale for you? Is it the painful yeah, scale? Yeah, one like, to ten on the Kings. It's a ten, ten. I mean, mm. well, I mean, you know, I put someone else there that we do not speak of his. Stupid name Robert here. Robert Ory? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. But, um, you, you just know, spoke the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, God. But, um, you know, I would say that Clay Thompson's 37 point quarter is right underneath that in so many different ways because it was just how bad things were going for the Sacramento. And it was just like, oh, shove it in our face a little bit more. A 37 point. I don't remember which game it was, but a team scored 80 points on the Kings and a half this year and they were like, oh my God, like you, you can't let that happen. One player almost paced that in a quarter for, against, that's 37. That's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. That's ridiculous. Was hitting everything. And G-Man, Gary Gerald, the radio play-by-play voice for the Kings was saying that it was one of the most magical performances that he had ever called, yeah. which totally makes sense as a basketball fan and NBA sure. fan, but yeah. also screw you, Clay Thompson. <laughs> It wasn't that painful to me because the Kings, were they weren't supposed to be good. They were bad. It was just like, oh, this is the Kings. It was at that point. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was. Apathy. Like, what you, yeah. At that point, you're like, I'm just kind of impressed. Like, the guy dropped 37 points. That's insane. Dark things were being thought. You're just watching for the other team at that point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Kings, Grizzlies tonight. The biggest game of the season, I think. Uh, we're oh. getting more that John Morant, Stephen Adams, questionable for tonight. Who you got? Oh, um... You hate making predictions. I get it. I know. I hate making predictions. I hate making predictions. But because I'm now doing a sports radio show five days a week, I'm going to have to. Um, So I'll go. I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings. You're not going to die if you make a prediction. Like. (laughs) Anyone, so anyone here going to hurt I'm going to go with the Kings, even though before yeah. the news, I was still feeling the Grizzlies getting the win. Uh, they just lost two. It's the second night of a back-to-back for them. But at the same time, they just beat the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back on New Year's Day anyway. Yeah, I'll take the Kings in this one, especially with the news that uh, Ja and Steven Adams are questionable. Yeah. If both are questionable, I'm thinking at least one of them sits out. So I think I'm going to give it to the Kings. Kings roll either way. Oh, tonight. wow. Wow. I don't know about like, Roll. They're going to win. Wow. I should say that. Yeah, roll. But see, that's how you make a prediction because he yeah. knows it doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, it matters true. to me. Uh, last <laughs> one. I don't I don't know if you're a wrestling. Are you a wrestling fan? Not really. Ooh, okay. Do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. At best. Okay. Yeah. Uh, WWE Raw's 30th anniversary is tonight. Who's your least favorite popular wrestler of all time? Oh, wow. Oh. Least favorite popular wrestler. A guy that gets a lot of love that you're just like, ugh. I'll tell you mine. Yeah, tell me yours. It's Edge, the rated R what? superstar. It, 
he was popular for why was he so popular because there was not a lot of talent in the post attitude era wow no overrated well, morgan well i mean can i just go off that and go you know how many times i've said this ooh i'm going to say it ronda rousey no oh. matt hardy Wow. I know. I'm wow. sorry. All the tables it's, he yes. You guys, wow. he, and he did great, but it's not your time anymore. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. It has been deleted. Go away. John Cena made me quit watching wrestling. Oh, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. A you can't even I like see. I like the dude, like yeah. all the stuff he does for Make a Wish, and he he's actually turned into a decent actor. I like yeah. Peacemaker on HBO Max, but he literally he came out to the ring. Rapping, and I was like, I'm done with, <laughs> I'm done with wrestling. That's it for me, and I haven't gone back uh, since. That's hilarious. Oh well, hey, Rami, thanks so much for no hanging problem. out with us. Oh, my you pleasure. Know mine. Oh, oh, Chris, yeah, oh, Chris. Sure. yeah. Oh, my. This is probably a good thing because this is probably going to make a lot of people upset. Ooh, I cannot stand Heartbreak Kid. Oh, get out right now. Really? I, I'm gonna I do super not like kick him. you, sweet chin music, I will put through the you door. In a yeah, I think we're all going to just I'm drop you. Oh, <laughs> I do not God. like John Michael. This, is, this show isn't going to work <laughs> anymore. Grumpy ass Bret Hart. You and a sharpshooter. <laughs> Appreciate everyone joining us on the first show. Stay with us. Go to youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Watch Kettles and Rami. You can get them on the app. And coming up next, they're live straight ahead on Sacktown Sports.